Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Now, for those of you on the port side, that river town we're passing is frontier land. A few years back, it was no more than a boom town carved out of the wilderness by a handful of settlers looking to start a new life. Once you've taken a dream flight, the fantasy flight of your Now, around the bend comes the most dangerous part of our journey. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 570, and I'm here once again not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you go to the Disney parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my live video broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, videos, blogs, special events, books, audio tours, and more, whether you are going to the parks for the first time or you've been hundreds of times, if you're planning a vacation or just love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there's something in the show for you because each week I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. If you're a new listener, welcome and thank you for being here. And even if you're not, please go back and check out some or all of my past episodes for interviews, top tens, reviews, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and check out everything else over at www.radio.com. So this week, I invite you to join me at the table in the wave of American flavors at Disney's Contemporary Resort for a live dining review as we sit down for lunch and sample a wide, wide selection of appetizers, entrees, and desserts in a dining location that may not have been on your radar before, but should be. And you'll hear why, but be warned, don't listen hungry. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have more information about upcoming WW Radio Meets of the Month, events, live broadcasts, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. that some of Walt Disney World's greatest hidden treasures are some of those that are hiding in plain sight. And often when I talk of hidden treasures, I'm usually talking about something that is food-related, and today's live dining review is exactly one of those places because I think unless you're actually staying or visiting or passing through the contemporary, the wave might not be something that's on your radar. For me, I have this very emotional um, connection to the wave because not only do I enjoy it for its its current state of cuisine, but really because of what it was. Because this location, many, many, many decades ago, was the location of the Fiesta Fun Center, where I spent many hours, many nights, and many quarters as a kid, basically growing up here in Walt Disney World. So while I miss the Fiesta Fun Center, I am happy to be back in the wave. And certainly 
food is best when it is shared with friends because I get to order more things without as many horrific looks from the server. So I want to welcome not just back to the show, but I think back to back, back to the show in terms of, I think most recently we reviewed 10 things you need to do, eat, taste, sip, snack, and dine on at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. I have to get, I have to remember because it's Food and Wine, Festival of the Arts, Flower Garden. They're all basically the same thing. Welcome back, Lisa Denoto-Glasner from thecastlerun.com. Hey, guys, it is so good to be back, and I'm so excited for today. <laughs> Just so you know, you all got me very nervous because you said, I haven't eaten all day. I'm super starving. I'm like, hey, slow down. I also want to welcome back Kenneth Johnson. Hey, Lou. I'm really excited, too. Um, you don't know this, but the reason I fell in love with your podcast was one day you were talking about the Fiesta Fun Center. And that is what made me know that these are my people, and I wanted to be part of this group. Absolutely. I, I kind of want to give you a hug right now because <laughs> so you guys might not. So let, wait, let's just quickly introduce uh, Jason Knapp, most recently from HereWithTheMagic.com. Well, hello. I'm very hungry, and I'm very looking forward to this. And we have one of the best cast members uh, working with us today. This is great. Yes. Yeah, we've already sort of made friends with uh, with our server and gotten his his you whole know, backstory. He used to know me before I started going to another burger place. <laughs> I used to come in here two or three times a week for a burger, and he would have it already done for me. But I don't think he's recognized me yet today. So he will after this meal. <laughs> <I'm laughs> or maybe he's just bitter and he's just trying to get over his emotional maybe, loss. Maybe yeah. But actually, the two of you, when we were talking about a place to go next, both you and Jason were sort of very high on suggesting the wave. And I can't believe that in all the times I've been here, I, I look back and I never actually reviewed it before. And each of you had your different reasons for wanting to come in. And we're obviously here for lunch today. It's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But we were saying before we started recording that this might be sort of the sweet spot in terms of, of what's on the menu. Yeah, I, I look at the wave as my favorite go-to. Now, I'll qualify it. It's not my absolute favorite restaurant on property, period. But it is a place where you can consistently get fantastic food, all three meals. At breakfast, they have the best buffet on property, in my opinion. They have a dinner menu that is fantastic. There's a couple of dishes we'll probably mention today that we can't get at lunch. But the uh, pork belly and, and poached egg thing they do at dinner is just outrageously good. If we stay here long enough, we could actually like double dip meals yeah. and go right into the dinner menu. And I think, you know, I think you don't think of it because it sort of feels like you're in a dark corner of the contemporary. And it's just sort of out of the way. Like you said, it's hidden in plain sight. But you never have a bad experience here. I love it here. This is this is my most frequented restaurant on Disney property. Wow. Because I, it is convenient. It is. Um, you can always get a table. Uh, and, and it's consistently good. The service is good. Service is... I, I actually, um, a couple of meals here, I've had the best service I've ever had yeah. on Disney property yeah. here. And That speaks well. I mean, that's, it's, that's high praise. It's really, it really is a, a little secret gem here. Um, and it's, oh, and the bar. The bar yeah. is a great place to, to hang out. The bar, we love yeah. about Oh, I was going to get to that. Yeah. yeah, the bar is great. I actually, um, in my much, 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 <clears throat> much younger days, um, used to frequent the the lounge here because 
it was one of those places that, unless there was a convention in town, was never crowded. I totally dig the WW Radio Blue circular seating areas with the awesome acoustics. Uh, they have a great bar menu, which I haven't tasted in a while. You guys were talking about it beforehand. And the fact that it's, it's very close to home doesn't hurt either. Yeah, I think hidden in plain sight is the perfect way to describe this place. I mean, as many times as we've been here, it speaks volumes that, you know, you've never reviewed it before because it just feels like it's not, you know, over the top Disney theming. It's definitely sort of hidden away, um, you know, downstairs at the Contemporary. It's just a really great restaurant with really solid food. It feels super chill here. You're not you're never I mean, to say the least, you're never fighting for a reservation as a local. We all live very, very close to the, the Contemporary, so it's it's very close by and it's a place that's easy to come to without fighting for a reservation. Um, all really great reasons to come here often, but I think also really great reasons why you might take for granted being here sometimes and not think like, oh my God, I need to do like, you know, this detailed review of this place. Um, but I'm really, really happy that we're doing it because not only am I starving and super excited about what we're about to do, um, but also like, I just would love to sort of bring more, not so many that it gets hard no, to get a don't reservation. Bring anybody else here. You're the one doing the podcast. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I do want to kind of share the love for this place and, um, you know, it give it the attention that I think it's due. Well, I think that's, you know, we talk about things being hidden in plain sight. It's one of those, nobody, for, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening, I don't think a lot of people go, oh my God, I can't wait to get to Walt Disney World so we can go to the wave. It's right. not sort of the, you know, it's not a, it's not a boathouse. It's not a California grill. It's not a Victorian Alberts, but it is a place that, like you said, is consistent in terms of the quality and, and the ease of access of getting here, both if you're in Magic Kingdom, being able to walk right over and the ease of access of getting a table. I just think it it just so far flies under the radar, um, especially, you know, for some of the other resort-based dining experiences. Absolutely. And if this place were on the top of the building, it would be a California grill. There are dishes here that I would put up against anything up there. I haven't had anything up there that's better than what you have down here. It's it's uh, and it's um, you know as far as I recall, it's it's not a signature dining experience. So if you're on a meal plan, it doesn't require two of your credits. But I think it brilliantly straddles the line between a wonderful casual experience, like we're here in lunch and shorts, and I've also been here for dinners. There's in, in a couple of the private rooms and back, or even out here where you can have an upscale meal as well, too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point to make, like comparing it to California Grill. Like if you put this restaurant and this quality of food upstairs with the windows of California Grill overlooking the Magic Kingdom, you would absolutely be putting the wave, you know, on that short list of places that you're fighting to get reservations for. That being said, it's also like the ease of access to Magic Kingdom is ridiculous. I mean, you literally walk... You know, you walk out the gates of Magic Kingdom and across the street and you're on the, you know, the first level of the contemporary where this restaurant is. So if you're looking for a place to come for a phenomenal meal, if you're out with your family and maybe don't want to like hop on the monorail or lose a ton of time from your park day, but you do want a really high quality meal and a, you know, air conditioned, chill, relaxed setting, like this is a great option. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. And uh, the best part is that the distance that you have to walk from the Magic Kingdom to here, or from here back to the Magic Kingdom, is exactly the same amount of calories from one of the bow buns. Yeah. So you can eat an extra bow bun guilt-free. Now, I will, I will give you one caveat. You mentioned bringing kids here. If you come here at breakfast with your kids, 
Um, and they're looking forward to Mickey Waffle. Or if you come with me and you're looking forward to a Mickey Waffle, please be aware that they serve the whole grain ones here, and your kids will not like them. <laughs> and if and if you're this? and if you're with me, I will not like them. I'm a purist when it comes to the Mickey Waffles, and that's my only complaint about this place. I think when it launched, it was to be a little more health oriented. Mm-hmm. It was a f- kind of a farm to table concept. Right. And I think the whole grain Mickey waffles first launched here and I brought my kids here for breakfast and we had uh, a bad start to our day that day. So that's the only caveat I'll give you. They are good, but they're not the Mickey waffles. You know, they're not your grandfather's Mickey waffles. It's like you get a plate of spaghetti and you're so excited and then you find out that like the, the, you know, it's like that vegetable stuff yeah. or that weird like yeah. grain pasta. Exactly. Yeah, don't this? do not taints my it it needs to be the way it's supposed to be that's right all that being said uh, and, and just very quickly going back to the core the core as we're sitting here in this lovely incredibly comfortable and large table in the booth looking out over the area you sort of get the, the sense of the wave and all the decor but even some of the the burnt reds and the burnt oranges and the browns kind of remind me of the fiesta fun center i never sort of picked up on it until today and if you go back and look at pictures and i actually think we have an article from like 2006 on www.com where a bunch of us shared photos from fiesta fun center it's exactly sort of what that um what that vibe uh, felt like yeah and i was just thinking behind us where the kitchen is now used to be somewhere probably down that way a little screening room yes. where they showed movies and i can remember seeing uh the apple dumpling gang and <laughs> herbie rides again and all of those old you know live action disney movies that came out in the 70s and maybe early 80s it was a fantastic place to while away the hours and a lot of people don't really realized that back then there was only one park and two resorts and you know for some of this time even um you know river country wasn't around yet so you know you really did spend a lot more time in, in your resort in the evening in the especially evening, as a kid relaxing. and it was always open there was no sort of doorway it was yeah. just open so you can be here i remember my parents i would sometimes bring a friend with me and after the park closed, we would just ride in the front of the monorail. And that the was park your... closed at 6. Yeah. Well, so we would ride for hours, and then we would come down here for hours. I didn't date very much. It's been a, my, my dates were video games and, and pinball machines. Ski ball. All right. So listen, let's, we've enough of the uh, chit-chat, yak-yak, and flim-flam. Let's get right into the lunch menu, which I am excited to see is pretty sizable um, for a lunch menu. There are... Looks like eight different appetizers and about ten different entrees. The appetizers include lump crab cakes, which I, I would almost be afraid to order because we have <laughs> the but the I bulk. Ha- I think we have to, and like sort of a show tradition. I think we kind of we kind of have to try oh, out the crab. Cake. We we oh, can't have another into in India it, um, non-bread Indian. No, 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 I have a feeling Lisa and I will be on the same page, whether that's a good page or a bad page. Uh, when, I, I've had the crab cakes here. They are, I think, they're the best crab cakes on property, which is, you know, you take it for what it is. Um, we have to get it. Okay, so we're one for one. The seasonal soup, which we heard was a... I think it's a smoked bisque. The bisque. Tomato bisque. Okay. That's, we, we're not going to waste our time with that. The <laughs> Prince Edward Island mussels. Um, oh, just so you know, the the, the crab cakes um, are $15. The soup is nine fifty. There's Prince Edward Island mussels. 
with applewood smoked bacon, roasted peppers, chardonnay broth, and grilled focaccia bread at $13. Seasonal salad, I'm going to skip right by there. Caesar salad, also skipping that. The rock shrimp taco with beer-battered rock shrimp, chipotle aioli. Clearly, I have no say in what's being ordered today. The cauliflower taco, which also sounds good, but and that's a... Um, it does not contain animal meat, dairy, eggs, or honey. I don't know if that qualifies as vegetarian or vegan or somewhere in between. And there are the uh, oh-so-very-famous um, Jason-recommended steamed bao buns, slow-roasted slow roasted pork belly, and spicy Asian <laughs> Awesome. Before we forget, this, the bao buns are – these are the best bao buns in Disney World, period. And – on the dinner menu, if unfortunately you cannot get these off the regular dinner menu, but you can get them in the bar. Yeah. So, which is why we're here for lunch. Um, all right, and listen, I have just recently returned from from my tour of, of Japan, so I'm I'm down with a whole bunch of bao buns. Are they shareable, or do we need to get two two to a dip? Oh, okay. So we'll get four orders. Um, <laughs> And those come in at $11. The Signature Burger, which um, our server seemed very, very high on, was a a blend of beef, applewood smoked bacon, cheddar, red onion, house-made pickles, lettuce, tomato, all on a brioche bun at $19. And I think that this is the best burger on property. Stop it. Better than Geyser Point? Yes. Whoa. Yes, yes. So, so far we've made two big claims about this place. The best (laughs) crab cakes on property and the best burger on property. And the best best bow. And the best bow. Three claims. So, you know, you're setting. The, I mean, you're setting expectations incredibly high. I just had a burger. I just had the bison burger at, at Geyser Point, which I thought was amazing. So, so we'll have to try. Yeah, this. we'll have to. I actually have, and I have been. I've really been researching for the past 16 years top 10 burgers on property. So this technically counts as research for that as well. Notice, by the way, that other than the silly salads, we've basically said we're ordering everything. Yeah. And the other thing I'll point out, we may, I think we can go ahead and make a claim that this is the best tikka masala on property because the only other ones were the India booth. Is there a tikka? There's no. There's, there's no, not a tikka. So there's a curry at Rosen Crown, but there's not a tikka masala. I love. Is there? Wait, is there? It's Sanaa. At Sanaa, I was going to say, is there? Oh no, I don't. I don't. We might have to go to. Dinner's just a few hours away. So. We've only done Sanaa late night. We have not done Sanaa, and we didn't do a show. Well, you did that. You did it. We did. We did a. We did a review of Sanaa late night. But that wasn't when we were there. Right, um, and I don't think I've actually done. The full restaurant. If only I could find somebody who would want to go and do that with me. Okay, so tikka masala is definitely um, <laughs> the sustainable, the sustainable fish of the day. Um, I think he mentioned was worth mentioning. I'm sorry that the tikka masala also appears to be vegan. Oh, okay. So it's not a chicken tikka. And it has coconut, which means it's fruit, which means it's a health food. And cauliflower, which I've, I've heard of before. I don't think I've actually ever eaten it before. Um, the Reuben sandwich, and I'm down. I'm always good for a, a good Reuben. Swiss My wife loves that Reuben. Yeah. That Reuben is her thing. Ginormous. Is it like a Harold's Deli from like Piscataway, New Jersey, like Edison, New Jersey? I, I have not. I have not had that, which I'm sure is awesome. But this is, I've I've had half of one of these, before, and it's a lot. It's a big. It's a big portion. You're, you're yeah. taken aback by the quality of it when it arrives, okay. definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what any of the words in this next a protein bowl. Clearly, I've never ordered that before. Quinoa, beans, I'm gonna <laughs> listen. It actually sounds wonderful. And quinoa, beans, corn, sweet potato, lettuce. <laughs> Not on my watch. Um, soft boiled egg at $14. Um, chicken sandwich, herb marinated chicken, avocado. They're big on the applewood smoked bacon, lemon aioli, lettuce, tomato. On a, that actually sounds nice too. Dashi noodle bowl. Hello. Sweet chili bean curd, stir-fried vegetables, udon noodles, and dashi broth. I'm always down for some dashi. You mentioned the soup, salad, and sandwich combo. Cup of soup, seasonal salad, and a turkey sandwich at $18. The menu goes on. There's pappardelle pasta with butternut squash puree, roasted autumn vegetables. Definitely sounds like a seasonal dish coming in at 20 And the aforementioned uh, French dip sandwich of the shaved roast beef caramelized. Oh, you had me at caramelized onions. So you keep saying we have to get that. That's seven out of nine appetizers I think you said we have to get. We haven't eaten all day. <laughs> all day? It's 1130. <laughs> you make it sound like it's seven o'clock at night. All right. Listen, we need to get some semblance of order here and order and, and ordering. In terms of appetizers, crab cakes, crab cakes tacos and, bao. and bao buns. Keeping in mind, it's this is just lunch. Okay. And then in terms of entrees, I mean, we're all going to share, so it's not going to matter. Burger, tikka masala, Reuben, and... But what about the dashi noodles? Oh, dashi noodles? Yeah. I would say bump bump the tikka and let's get the French dip there. We got to I mean, you're going to... We're going to just have to try a lot. I mean, I, I want more than we can feasibly eat or order, so... Um, I mean, I think the burger's a given, right? Um, I think we have to find... Yeah, we have to kind of... We have to re- regroup on India. And also, I think it's very different. It's like a very different... You're also calling it the best there. tikka masala and the best burger. So when you, no, I was no, just saying it in contrast to the India booth. It can't be worse he than that. I have no idea what this tastes like, but it can't be worse. But than I India. love a good tikka masala and... I don't think you expect something like that here. I think we want to try. I think it's it adds some variety. Like I think we can't just get four sandwiches, right? So we got to vary it up. So the burger we have to get now that there's been a claim made that it's the best on property. The tikka masala for sure. Um, maybe the dashi and the French dip or the Reuben. Mm. I would say after he's talked so much about the French dip, I would get that over the Reuben, unless you I mean, really we could always we could always take something home too. Yeah, for sure. So wait, so let me just get this straight. We're ordering three appetizers and five entrees for the four of us for lunch. I mean, that that's only one extra entree. It's three. It, we're short an appetizer because there's four of us, and we're only getting three appetizers. And so we're going to make up for it by getting five. Did you really think there wouldn't be an argument when you said that? Did you really think? Plus, so, we get vegetables with the Reuben. We get the sauerkraut. So, oh, so that's yeah. what it is. Yes. On average, on if you average the apps and the entrees, we're getting just the right amount of food. I like the way you think. I like the way you like think. Like a mathematician. This is why all of my videos are always shot from, like, waist up, because it's your fault. I learned it from watching you. It's your fault that I look and eat like this. Okay, we need to make it happen. We need to get him over here quickly, because... And just let's watch... Let's see how judgy he's going to be when we order this. I don't... I don't... 
All right, Tim. All right. Any questions? I have lots of questions, but not not for public consumptions. All right. This is what I think we're doing. Okay. Uh, lump crab cakes. And I'm watching your face every time I say something to see. The crab cake is our chef's own recipe. He's from Maryland. Ninety percent, ninety percent crab. Wow. Really good. Right. Same one we use at dinner. Same one we use on our Florentine Benedict or uh, Floridian Benedict at breakfast. I'm very excited. Yeah. You have a Marilyn. Yeah. I believe the rock shrimp taco is Excellent. also very good. Bao buns. Mm-hmm. Are... Shrimp about the shrimp are beer battered and Yingling beer. Okay. So uh-huh. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania uh, connection again. Yeah. 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 What was the third one? The bao buns. Very good. Are we getting one order of bao buns or so two? The, the shrimp tacos. There's two. Shrimp tacos, there right? And yes. there's two bao buns. Yes. So are they cuttable to shareable? The bao buns are. And shrimp tacos. Uh, I mean, you know, both of them are on a tortilla, so it might get a little messy, but that's you know, fine. We're all family here. We can. Yeah. All right, we can do it. Yeah. And the reason why I'm questioning not getting a second of the bao buns is because you're going to need a second sheet of paper for this. We would like the signature burger. Okay. Medium. Bacon cheese. All the, everything. On Medium rare. Plate. Medium rare. Medium rare. Now, because it is a blend of the three beefs that I mentioned, the short rib, the chuck, and the brisket, even ordering it medium rare, it won't come out like red in the middle right. or pink in the middle. They'll, you know, they'll cook it to the appropriate temperature, right. but it will appear to be... The bacon will not be medium rare. Exactly. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Um, we would also like, what I'm hearing is the best tikka masala on property. Brand new. That's You've heard them. Susie just added the vegan dishes across property, and that is one of our brand new dishes. It's, it's gone over really well. How spicy do you make it? See, I like spicy. I don't think it's over. I don't think it's, you know, I actually add sriracha to it. Yeah, okay. To make it a little I like bit, yeah. it hot too, but it, yeah. I think the listeners yeah, may I mean, want to know. I would say a medium. I would say a medium spicy. Okay. And if anyone does like it even more, I could bring some sriracha if you like that. I love sriracha. Solid four. Solid okay. four. Um, we would also like a Reuben sandwich, please. We would also like the dashi noodle bowl, please. Mm-hmm. Or, or now, the way that's not. presented on the menu, it is with the grilled tofu on top. For a couple hours different, you could always switch it up and do chicken or shrimp as well. That's the the curd, the bean curd on that is the grilled tofu. And then it does have the broth and the Asian vegetables all down in there too. Should we have it as God intended? I think that's just, just the way the chef threw it. Yeah, it's good. Um, different too that you don't find and although there's four of us we will order a fifth entree which is the French dip sandwich without the that would be without right? without the without. there was even a um, there was even for a few years like ten years ago in northeast Philadelphia and I don't think they're around anymore there was a there was a chain called Good or Without and, and that's what it was in reference to you sure oh, you got one okay all right, so we'll do that. We'll do the three appetizers first. Shortly after, bring the entrees. Share a little bit of everything. I'll bring some plates and I'll grab another diet. Awesome. All right. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks so much, everybody. Yay! All right, now I'm kind of excited. You weren't before. So, no, I am, but I'm God, I'm so fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I. I don't know whether I'm more excited just to eat the food or to see your reaction to some of the food. I mean, you and I have dined here a couple of times oh, yeah. um, together. This it's so good. It's so good. And again, we're here um, on a Wednesday afternoon. It's 12 o'clock, and there is ample, ample seating here. I mean, not a problem. So like you were saying before, even if you're in Magic Kingdom and want to escape the heat for a little while and maybe want to have a a nice sit-down restaurant, um, which Magic Kingdom does not have a a ton of, this is a very easy walkover um, or even monorail ride over. 
Yeah, I think during the day, this is a great quiet place to come. And if your kids are sensitive to overstimulation, coming in here to relax, it's, it's a good place to come. At dinner, uh, the noise level is different. It's, it's definitely bustling at dinner. Um, you have a nice crowd in here. You know, lots of people making lots of sound. But during the day, especially breakfast and lunch hours, you can always just walk in and it's very quiet. I'm excited and I'm hungry. All right. Sandwiches at the Wave are delicious. French dip, Reuben, burger, all signatures. The Reuben we've had forever. We make the bread. It's sunflower multi-grain bread, our version of rye. Definitely a favorite. French dip is the newest one on the menu, which to me is just like a Philly cheesesteak with the onions and cheese. It's excellent. And the beef for our burger is a combination of chuck, short rib, and brisket. So it's a really good quality burger. All three of those sandwiches come with our waffle fries that are seasoned, and those are always come out nice and crispy, delicious. A little bit lighter, some of our seafood choices. We're doing grilled salmon for fish of the day. Also, up in the appetizers, you'll notice we have the crab cake and the shrimp tacos. Um, incredible. There's two crab cakes, two shrimp tacos. You can make a light meal out of some of those as well. We're doing our smoked tomato bisque for soup of the day. It's excellent. And then, as I mentioned, this grilled salmon for fish of the day is 26, and that comes served over a bed of quinoa, tabbouleh, and marcona almonds. So really nice, healthy dish, but delicious. So just a couple of things of note, Tim. Um, yes. One, take a look at us. Clearly, none of us are, take partake of the light meal parts of the menu. So we're just going <laughs> to skip right by that. But what if you got a couple appetizers, like as a meal, that would mm-hmm. still be a nice hearty meal, just if you were looking for some variety. Or we can get a couple of appetizers as a couple Absolutely. of appetizers and then move on to the meal. And then when you say that the French dip is, and I'm taking off my glasses for a fact, when you say that the French dip is akin to a Philly cheesesteak, knowing right. that you are from knowing South Jersey, Philly, which I is know. basically Philadelphia, I'm not going to get into the Giants-Eagles debate. When you say <laughs> Philly cheesesteak, are you thinking it's like a Geno's mm. cheesesteak, a, a Pat's cheesesteak, an A&A cheesesteak? Well, I am one of those Philadelphia people that does not prefer cheese whiz on my cheesesteak. Who is? I know. I like real cheese on it. I know. I know that kills it for some people. But so ours does have real, you know, the real cheese and the grilled onions. It's not exactly like, you know, the meat isn't chopped up like the Philadelphia cheesesteak is. But it just reminds me of that. If you yell at me when I order it, it'll make me feel a lot like I'm in Philadelphia. So. Or, yeah. wrong. <laughs> right. or if I say, with or without, right? Right with, when you order it, right. they say, with or without, instead of, would you like it with cheese or without cheese? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could show you my Facebook page. This morning, I posted pictures of Gino's and Pat's because I just got back from this trip a week ago, and I, there was a lot of stuff I haven't posted. And I tied myself at the Italian market. And I said, nice. how to stop by Gino's and Pat's for an early morning visit. Uh, we'll be Facebook oh, friends city. by the end of this meal, yeah. I, I assure <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to need a couple of minutes, Take possibly hours, to, to wade Take through the time. menu. and are uh, good. And dig we're in. good. Um, so we're good on drinks. Does anybody have any questions? If you have questions about any of the meal periods, breakfast or dinner, just let me know. You still do the like the soup sandwich thing? Yes, that's a trio on the menu. It's, it's almost a, like a bento box. Yeah, but, but. it's a turkey club for the sandwich. However, it's a slider. We do it on a little baked bun that we make. But you know, Disney portions, even though it's a slider, it's still a nice size. That's a turkey club with bacon and cheese and lettuce and tomato and mayonnaise. And then it comes with a small portion of the smoked tomato bisque soup and a smaller version of our house salad, which is always a seasonal salad. For fall, it is a mixed greens with white balsamic vinaigrette, croutons, 
pears and a little bit of goat cheese. That's not on the menu, right? That, that's actually is called the good? seasonal salad right up at the top. And that's, yeah, but the whole package is not on the menu. Oh, actually it is, is right it? down here. Salad, oh, there it is. Yep. So that's 18. Okay. So yeah. It's a good It's a good deal. It is. I'll probably not get that today, but <laughs> yeah. it's a good deal. The pears are you the order a salad, I'll cut you. I know better. are like uh, sweet and they almost look like grapes. The pears, yep, really good. And when you had a tortilla soup, sometimes you had that tortilla soup. Chicken oh, the chicken t- it's good. The past oh, couple, so of- good. all of our soups are good though. We've had chicken corn chowder the past couple of days. We had the chicken tortilla a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Right now it's the tomato bisque, but that's a, that's excellent as well. We do great soups. Awesome. Yeah. There's a lot to go through. Um, we'll need a couple minutes, please. Now, are you all local now? Are you Orlando? Yes. Or? Nice. We all made the move nice. from That's various great. places. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have you with us. If you do have questions about today, plans, the hotel, anything at all, let me know. Thanks. Or the wave, too, for that matter. Okay? All right. I'll get Thank you out of the way, and I'll be back to check on y'all. Thanks great. so much. This is here, and that's a cheese card to go along with that. And then this is uh, cauliflower taco. We just added it to our menu to go along with the plant-based initiative at Disney. Oh, wow. so excited. So you ordered yes. most of the apps, or you wanted to fill in the rest of them. That was kind of the idea. So. <laughs> now you can try yeah, everything. That's awesome. All right. That looks gorgeous. They, oh, my God. Yeah, looks, looks beautiful. So how do you prepare that cauliflower? Uh, so the cauliflower is roasted. We had a spice mix uh, to that as well. And the secret to the cauliflower taco is uh, hazelnut pepper spread. Mm. It has a ton of flavor to it. You don't eat any meat. It's super delicious. Wow. And these are not shareable, right? I'm just supposed to eat these by myself? Uh- <laughs> Correct. So I brought this here for you. And Thank the you cheese board is obviously for everybody else. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So we're going to start off with the cauliflower tacos, which are in a soft taco shell, and they're they're substantive. Like, this is a big this yeah. is a big taco. Even half of it is as much as you can hold in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're almost a little concerned, like, we have more to eat. <laughs> and really nice, nice chipotle. Yeah. Oh. That's what I've got in my hand when I was... Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's... Um, I haven't taken a bite yet, but just the sauce getting on my hand from tearing it in half. You can see a lot of like fresh avocado inside. Yeah, there's a lot of big chunks of avocado and roasted cauliflower and a nice slaw. I kind of hate myself for liking this. Yeah, one I, I, I have to admit it's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh, my God. You're rolling your eyes off in the back of your head. This huge chunks of avocado. Fantastic. This, the, um, the texture of the tortilla that it's in kind of makes it. Oh, this is really good. You, you know what would be awesome? If Kenneth held the microphone so I could take a bite. Thank yeah, you. so... Wow. The, only, the only thing I would say that would make this better is a big chunk of pork belly. <laughs> but it is really good. Wow. Isn't That's it good? That's Holy smoke. Yeah, it is right? good. So if, yeah, I, mean, if, whole, I'm, I'm, I, I would it, say cool. if you are a vegan, this is worth a trip to Disney World to try this taco. Wow. It's good. You know what? I don't even miss the meat. Like, it's that good. The the, the cauliflower yeah. has such an amazing texture to it. And there's a little zippiness from that. The lemon. The lemon is, it pops. Like, hmm. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, that's really nice. Wow. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's, it's, the chipotle flavor is, is, yeah. is really well done, too. It's not too intense. It's got a nice smokiness to it. Um, and the cauliflower, I was surprised. I was, it, it, it gives it a substantive feel, yeah. mouthfeel to it. It's really You don't good. feel like you're eating an empty taco. Soft. I see why they brought it out. Yeah. That's 
like yeah. like I would come here specifically to order that. That's really, really good. Yeah, a good roasted cauliflower has that sweetness to it. And yeah, I mean that's if if you're if you're not vegan, it's fantastic. If you're vegan, I mean your day just got made. <laughs> and it's eleven dollars for two really big tacos too. Like like you said, one of you said it's substantive, like it feels like there's a lot inside of it. Oh, that, that I mean, the avocado is incredibly generous. Like big, big, like full slices of avocado, like big chunks of it. And I love the texture with the crunchy slaw. That, 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 could, that could be a meal. I mean, yeah. that could be a meal. From, well, from my food. father eats a, a 100% plant-based diet. He doesn't eat any meat. And he's he done that because of a, a health issue with his, with his heart, arthrosclerosis. But he has a problem eating enough calories. So he would eat probably four of those and still not be able to maintain his. If weight. your dad has a problem eating calories, he should come hang out with us he because should. we'll 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 he show should. him how to order. We'll show him how to order lunch. <laughs> but I, my point is, I think this vegan eating this vegan taco, you could eat both of these and probably not feel very guilty about it. Oh yeah, no, like I felt like I just ate health food. Yeah, like it's like a smoothie. It is. I mean, it's healthy for sure, but the I mean the chunks of avocado in it especially make it very um, satisfying. So. Yeah, that was great. I mean, we just shared the two amongst the four of us, and each had a healthy portion. So, yeah, I don't. I almost don't want to not have that taste in my yeah. mouth. Can you, can, you, can you just stop saying the word healthy, though? Because <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah, Sorry. I yeah, ruined it. I really want this salami. I just put a little. I just took a piece while you guys were were chatting it up over there. So there's a wonderful charcuterie board with dried salami. Um, a couple. It looks like three. Different cheeses. Oh, okay. There's a, um, it's an artisan. Okay, there's a tea hive, beehive. Um, soothing qualities of tea and the relaxing properties of the bergamot combined to provide a lovely cheese with rich fragrance. Tim, listen, why did you not make us order that at the beginning? Those are so good. I kind of knew that they might be coming. Yeah, and then when you got the teak guy, figured well that way they're going to have both of those plant-based dishes. So. Oh, that's like that. We are all incredibly pleasantly surprised. Like that's worth coming here for. Yeah. Nice. Good. Good. I'm so glad. Awesome. I'm so, going to get a couple refills and a quick wait for I'm that. trying to figure out what this cheese on the end was. It almost. I thought it was a, a brie going in, but um, yeah, it's got to be this Cremont. It's a, a signature cheese in Vermont. Um, it, yeah, it's a combination of cow and goat milk. It, it's a combination of cow, goat milk, and creme fraiche, and that's exactly what it tastes like. This this is fantastic. I thought it was a brie, but it's wonderful. Yeah. Oh. This oh. One? This one. Yeah. You can taste the creme fraiche. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, look at that. Then I have a shrimp taco. Oh yeah. Wow. And I have the crab cakes for the table as well. Oh, now, these blue plates are going to contain a little bit of heat to them, so be careful while handling those. Will do. Thank Anything you, Taylor. No, we're wonderful. Thank you very much. Well, I need more. First of all, I need more hands and a bigger stomach. Longer arms here. Sorry. So is that a blue? It's a blue with, is that honeycomb? Oh, I love blue cheese. Are you not eating, Kenneth? I'm waiting to eat the hot. All right, then here, hold this. Yes. <laughs> I don't want us to let these things get cold. I won't. I'm going to eat fast. Don't worry. 
Because I do love me some blue cheese. The honeycomb is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the, really nice. the photos I'm taking may not be the best because I'm going for speed and <laughs> instead of composition. Well, if you need my help with anything, let me know. Thank you. Well, if you'd like to sit down, we have a lot of food. Oh, I just might. Yeah, that sounds good. So we just got um, the second course of our first course of appetizers. The crab cakes, the uh, shrimp tacos, and the bow, excuse me, the bow buns. Presentation is beautiful. Um, The crab cakes sort of um, in terms of size, they they look like they come in like double golf ball size. Um, there's two of them, and what is that in the middle? I don't know yet. I'm gonna, that's like a corn um, corn, corn slaw. slaw. Okay. I would. Eh, eh, I mean, right. Just, it doesn't belong in a plate with crab cakes, <laughs> but it's pretty. All right. Why don't we cut those in in fours and dig right in? And then what are the two? Sort of dips on the side. It looks like, is it like a remoulade and... It's that, it, well, it says salsa verde, which is the same thing, actually, that was on, at least from the description, that was on the cauliflower tacos. Um, and then it looks like, yeah, we're seeing it again. So it's, the salsa verde is with the crab cakes. It's also in these rock shrimp tacos, and it also was on the cauliflower tacos, which from tasting the cauliflower tacos, I don't mind the repetition. All right, so first bites. Well, let's go with the non-Marylander first. Yeah, I, I was just saying, I know that I'm not the most competent judge at the table for crab cakes, but I think this is delicious. Um, the server said it was 90% crab, and you certainly can tell. There's very little breading. The The ratio of, of crab meat here is very high, and it's just deliciously flavored. I'm, I'm aghast at what Lou is doing right now. He's covering. He's like just... I didn't cover. I wanted to. I I wanted to taste what the sauce tastes like. Don't judge me. I I think these are the best. I still think these are the best crab cakes on property, Um, and they're good. I think they would stand on their own off Disney property as well. I I gotta say, like I don't, I don't. I think the sauces overpower the flavor of the crab. Crab has kind of delicate flavor to it, and I, I don't think it's necessary. It plates well. It's pretty. it has a nice flavor on its own, but I don't think it's needed for the crab. The crab can stand on its own. It's it's well done. Yeah. This is delicious. So the sauce is sort of dolloped on the side. You can kind of just take a little bit. It's not like it's slathered on top of the crab cake like it is, for example, at um, Food and Wine Festival, which we kind of scraped away. So the sauces are good, and you certainly don't need a lot of them. Um, this is really, really lovely. So he said 90% crab. So for me, the question is, what is the other 10%? Because if you throw in 10% of breading with a crab cake, it's going to ruin it. And I don't really taste don't much taste breading, breading at all, yeah. at all. So it's very creamy. It's, I mean, it's not like, you know, big chunks of crab like you might get in Maryland. It's, it's a finer crab cake. But it's, it really is delicious. And it's, cre- it's really creamy. I, 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 this is really, really good. Yeah, it's not a, it's not firm. It doesn't hold right. together like yeah. that. But, but um, it's, it's, it's got the right flavoring. It has the right spices. Um, it probably has a little bit of breading in, like, like a minimal amount with egg. There's probably an egg. There's probably egg in it as well, um, which was traditional. It's good. It's good. I've ordered it multiple times. Right. So. Yeah, it's delicious. It melts in your mouth. It melts in your mouth. 
You're going back to the charcuterie board. Yeah, Look I, at th- I thought I'd have some salami as a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this other cheese with the berries, which was delicious. Um, don't let them take the blue cheese because that's no, really that's good, right? that's really really yeah. good. All that being said, <clears throat> I think we need to go. <clears throat> excuse me, from taco to taco. These are the rock shrimp tacos, I believe. Beer batter. Beer batter. Yingling beer batter. Yingling beer batter. Again, the chipotle aioli, salsa verde, and the cabbage slaw. Um, Let's break them and take them. You guys are the good breakers. All right. We're doing rock shrimp tacos next. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so good. You can actually taste the yingling a little bit, too. In the, um, in the front of that. Oh, nice, good. big, juicy shrimp in there. I love that chipotle aioli, too. Yeah, I think the, the aioli kind of cuts the, which is ridiculous because it's rich in itself, but it cuts the richness of the beer-battered shrimp. And it's that same, like, um, like nice, crisp tortilla. Not crisp, but, like, the texture of the tortilla is awesome. It's the same as it was with the cauliflower. What were you going to say, Jason? You, you get this, like, tingly heat on the finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really nice. Like, little throat. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. All right. I want to have everything here I need for when the food comes. So, silverware. <laughs> when the food comes. <laughs> so that way I can just clear everything else. Thank you. Wow, that's really good. The shrimp are cooked perfectly. Like and that, the cabbage slaw just adds the crispness, and it cut again. It cuts the richness. Oh, that's killer. That's really good. And you do you get you get. It's not like scary heat by any stretch, but it's like this slow heat in the back of your yeah. mouth. But it sits, it sits yeah. in your mouth. Like you don't want to eat anything after that because you like the flavor. So do you do rock shrimp tacos or do you do cauliflower tacos? I was tacos? just about to compare the two. I think, I think the big difference between this and the cauliflower tacos is this is much more heavy and satisfying. Whereas the rock shrimp, I mean the cauliflower tacos had an incredible flavor profile. But compared to this, you're you're not going to. If you're hungry, this is what you want. If you're interested in a light meal or trying to maintain, you know, a healthy, you know, calorie count, the the flavors with the cauliflower are are good enough that you'd be happy. But this is really rich, creamy. The shrimp are fried. It's a heavy, more more heavy. Don't be fooled by shrimp taco. It sounds light. It's not. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're, they're both phenomenal. Um, but I think on my preference, I might go the other way, particularly if you are actually eating it as an appetizer, because it doesn't feel like it's a protein that's battling with what's coming next. So uh, they're both fantastic. But for me, I almost, I almost like the cauliflower a hair more as an appetizer, um, just because it's interesting, but didn't feel heavy at all. And that avocado that was in with the cauliflower was such a good addition break break the tie well, i don't think they're di- i think they're they're very different tacos they don't seem like it's not like the cauliflower taco is a different version of the rock sh- of the rock yeah. shrimp taco it's, yeah, it's it has a very different flavor it's a very different feel um i do think that the cauliflower is it feels lighter um but i think you could order both if you have a couple people sure i agree they're, i'm saying they're both great um but one is light and one isn't do you realize we have bow buns that are sitting Oh, my there? gosh. I almost forgot about the bow buns because Lisa was hovering over them. 
keeping them warm. She's snuggling with them. Stop snuggling our bow buns. Um, all right, so we've got two gorgeous bow here. And it, bow bun, by the way, is bun bun. So, so um, here, I'm going to take one to break in half and send the other one to the other side of the table. And when you break that in half, Remember, you break, I choose. That's the way the rule is. I've been giving you the bigger half. You actually. don't get to break and choose. That's what my dad taught it's me. Like dealing and cutting the car. Exactly. All I know is Jason has done it already, and you're still I'm sitting there. Not to... Oh, look at that meat. Oh, the flavors. Whose idea was it to just get one of them? Don't don't worry about meshing the flavors. Just do what you got to do. <laughs> They're making yummy faces already, and I still don't have this in my mouth. <laughs> Oh, it's it's Chrissy. Oh. This is like the best day ever. <laughs> Thank you. Here, you guys. I haven't even tasted this yet. Here, take I'm, that. You've just got to get that in your mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that outrageous? Okay, now you just came from Japan, so let me interview you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, when you said it's the best bow bun, this is all right. It's, he's exaggerating. He's just, he was hungry. <laughs> She's embarrassed. She's, having She's like embarrassed. She's just hiding. She's covering her face. It's so good. That whole thing? Are you shaking the whole thing already? That's remarkably good. Um, the bun is... It's that perfect consistency of just a little bit doughy, oh, yeah. but the flavor of that meat, which is so soft, it's so moist. There's something to it that I can't identify. It's got it's like it's almost got like a like a plum, like a very mild plum sauce. Like almost if you, I mean, I hate to compare it to anything else because it's fantastic, but like if like you would eat like a the mushu. Yeah. Um, yes. But it's tangy too. Yeah, it's very tangy. It's I've got like a little citrus pop in there. It's definitely got the plum. Every time I eat something, I don't want to eat again because of the taste in my mouth. Yeah, the finish is in the the bow. The bow finish is sweet, and it leaves this nice sweetness in your mouth. It's this is the best. I have, you know, we've eaten a lot of bow on property, and that's like a. I think right now, like every restaurant, it feels it seems like every restaurant has its own bow. This is by far the best. And this is not hyperbole. Like this is an exceptionally good Balban. We've eaten. We've eaten off property. She's having a moment. She's literally like, <laughs> um, it's not just a good Disney. Let's be clear. It's not a good Disney Balban. It's an exceptionally good Balban. Period. And like you said, having just come from. Japan and China last year. I ate lots of buns. Like, that's delicious. I want to look at this again. Wait a minute. Whose idea was it to just get one of these? We also have five entrees coming. We had one, well, two, three. You know, three. I'm just going to tell you that as good as the food we've got coming is, I think it's downhill from here. This is really great. It's hard to... No way. No way. But... Okay, let's just stop. This. Let's take a pause. You can clearly come here and just get a bunch of appetizers and be done with it. Like, like never Tim, even make it over to the menu. I feel like our lovely waiter, Tim, may have mentioned that to us and we kind of laughed it off. But Tim is right. 
Tim is right. Come here and get like a bunch of, I mean, I'm sure every time I put something in my mouth, I've been afraid to eat again because of the taste that is in my mouth and I don't want to ruin it. So that could continue through the meal. <laughs> so I wonder, and maybe you can, can tell me how much of this appetizer menu is available in the wave lounge at the bar and in the, the blue circular. My experience is everything is and some. So wait a minute. Is yeah. the Wave Lounge the new Sanaa late night? And it's so much closer. <laughs> yes. 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 It's six minutes from the house. <laughs> the dog is watching my kids. And I'm going to come over I'm here. Telling you, I would much rather have what we've just eaten than bread service. I mean, I love those sauces, but... Hello, princess. Oh, my God. oh, and my French dip with the sauce that is amazing. Wait, to the Saint-Algier. We're going to love it. Yeah? It's my favorite. All right. Oh, and my God. We also have the tiki masala for you as well. What's your favorite? So the French dip au jus is amazing. You can almost drink it. And the tiki masala, that sauce is great. But I like to switch to add the chicken to that and to the dashi bowl. Okay. It's like an herb marinated chicken. It is amazing goodness. So yeah, so the tikka masala is one of the vegan dishes on the menu, but you can add, add chicken. chicken. Or shrimp to okay. It. So we're tasting we're having it as is for good reason, but yes. that's it that's good to know because a lot of people are used to chicken tikka masala. Yes. So you can so get that if you want. Hurt to add it on there and make it this <laughs> And I see you had my cheese board. Did you love the cheddar with that? We did. That's outside? why it's sitting right in front of me because I'm not letting it go anywhere. It is. It's amazing. That citrus that comes across with that cheddar. Ooh, it makes oh. you happy. And what part of Brooklyn you're from? Flatbush originally. Nice. My parents were from Ocean Parkway and Avenue X. <laughs> I was from Ocean Avenue, New York. I went to um, Olivia Refuge on Ocean Avenue. For church. Yeah. Nice. You got all the Thank you. Right? <laughs> I can't believe you people ordered so much food. This thing. I, I do notice a spoon. We didn't bring the spoons for that. We got a couple spoons, a nice soup spoon, so you can get some of the gravy out. But what about for sharing? Is this? A, do you need some larger plates? Maybe yeah. you think. Yes, that would be yeah, great. I Thank you. That. I thought those would do, but so I'll grab a couple spoons and a couple, a little bit larger plates, and one more diet as well. Awesome. Thank All you. Right, right back. Let me grab that real quick. Holy smokes! Wait, don't. <laughs> Wait, we gotta take pictures first. Tim, I'm just going to say the only problem that I have is that you really undersold just how good the appetizers were. We have just determined this is going to be like our new sort of late night haunt because they are available in the lounge, correct? One o'clock. Yeah. We're the, Stop it. We're the latest place on property to serve food and drinks. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's truly late yeah. night. Everybody, every other property. lounge stops at 10. Maybe not springs, but well, you know yeah. what I mean, from Magic yeah. Kingdom and the resorts here. So yeah. hypothetically speaking, if I was to, say, do a live show from my house one Wednesday night and be done at 9, 30, 10 o'clock, oh it would not be all that no. out of the... Just, it would be bad not to do it. I yeah. think it would be. Yeah. Absolutely. I think after hours... Live shows are going to be the new regular thing. Right. From here. We need, actually, I need to do a show at midnight for all of our friends in Japan and Korea yeah. and stuff like that, too. So. You know what? I, th- I think our food's getting cold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth is like, shut up, boy, and just eat. <laughs> all right, so where are we going first? I, I don't even know. Back in a minute. Okay, that's the dashi yeah. broth. French dip. 
don't know the best way to... Now, being the French dip, we even do a caper mayonnaise. Not something I would normally put on a hot sandwich myself, but it works really good on that. You'll love it. Caper yep. mayonnaise? Caper mayonnaise on there and arugula. Yep. All right, I'll come back and check on y'all in a minute. Thank you. Enjoy. Dig in, everybody. So we started off with the the dashi noodle bowl with the sweet chili tofu, the stir-fried vegetables, udon noodles, and dashi broth. Again, I've been in a, a very dashi kind of mood between the cold uh, dashi ramen in Food and Wine Festival and just coming back from Japan. This is really yummy. There's that wonderful, that, that sort of umami um, flavor to it. And even though there's no meat, that the sweet chili on the tofu yeah. gives it a really nice flavor. Yeah, there's plenty of oil in there um, to make it satisfying, and uh, the tofu is is great. Um, I would say anywhere else, this dish would be fantastic. But you know, in in this company, it, it might not be my first choice, but it is um, it is it is delicious. But I, I think pairing from a vegan standpoint, pairing the the dashi with the uh, with this taco, the the, I mean, I actually, is this a vegan dish? It's not vegan because it has egg, probably, or it's vegetarian, I believe. It's plant based. Yeah. Um, I think that it's a light. It feels light, but I think together it would fill you up. See, I think you guys are looking at this all wrong. Based on where we live, to be able to say, you know what, I'm in the mood for some really good noodles right now. Do I need to go to Morimoto? Do I need to go? No, you can come right to the way we can. Drive our five minutes to get that. That's that. I I like this. This is really really good, and it's just something different on the menu. Like there's a lot of you know sandwiches and and other good stuff. But yeah, no, that the tofu was really really well done, and I think the mushrooms that are in here give it like a heartiness. Um, you know, since you don't you don't have the meat, obviously, it is it is not marked as vegan on the menu. So I don't know if there's any egg in this or if there's like anything in the broth, but. Um, it's obviously you know plant based if you're just trying to do that from a health perspective. There's such a nice richness to the broth that I really really like. It, it's a, and it's substantive. There's a lot of vegetables and stuff in there too. Yeah, it's a like I said like the there's um there's some snow peas and mushroom and obviously the noodles um, and the tofu is really really nice. Yeah. It's just, it's like a fry like a lightly hesitate to use the word fry but it's it. You have to lightly fry a tofu to give it some nice texture. Well, I was going to say, because sometimes I think people hear tofu, because it does come in, in different um, sort of densities and, and textures and, and firmness. It's firm enough, though, that it needs to be cut almost with a knife. By the way, while we've been talking about the noodles, those two jokers have been eating the tikka masala. We're, I haven't eaten yet. I've just, I was just making sure it was safe. You're like two little kids that just got caught opening up Christmas presents. Like from In your... the words of John Paul Jones, I have not yet begun to eat. <laughs> Did he really say that? He said, I've not yet begun to fight. Same thing. As the ship was sinking, right? I don't know. So a little, some tasting notes. Um, I, won't, I, won't, I would recommend you, you try both with and without the cauliflower because it's a very different flavor. Um. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interested in whatever they say. Uh, I think it could use a little more sauce. A, little more a sauce. lot more sauce. Um, but, the, the, let me see if he put it in his mouth. The jasmine, the jasmine rice is delicious. 
it's really flavorful on its own. It stands on its own. It's really light, almost has a rice pudding um, flavor to it. Uh, and the curry's not strong at all. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's not, not strong enough. There's not much heat in this dish at all. The cauliflower, um, I actually don't think it's necessary. It, it, okay, my nice. opinion of this dish is it's it's very good, but it is not tikka masala at all in any sense of the word. Um, it there are some hints of tikka masala in there. There's some very light curry and the jasmine rice, like you say, is very good. But the whole thing, especially with the cauliflower, like you're saying. It's a completely different flavor profile, completely different I would dish. Else. I yeah. they need to rename it because it's delicious. Yeah, it is delicious. But the tofu is very good too. I think you can easily add the chicken to it, and I think you're right. I would, I'd ask them to put some additional sauce on the side. This way, you can sauce it to to taste. Um, some people might not like it, but I, I was gonna say I really like the, the taste of the jasmine rice that I I wouldn't want to cover in a blanket of sauce. Yeah, I mean it's it's lighter than a tikka masala, and also I'm getting a like a good punch of the coconut um, in there, which obviously you wouldn't be getting in a tikka masala. So it's I, it, it's it's certainly not what I would think of as a tikka masala, which I which I love. It's one of my favorite things. Um, but yeah, the it's very tasty. The jasmine rice is really light, and if if you if you want something sort of lighter and um, airier as a meal, and this is this vegan, this is vegan, right? Yes, yeah. So this is one of the vegan dishes. So obviously, if you're if you're working on that kind of a restriction, this is a great option. Yeah, I think that's probably its drawback. Really, the fact that it needs to be vegan means they can't use ghee. So there's no right. clarified butter here, and very very little sauce. And so if you order this expecting a tikka masala, you know when I those of you who don't know, I used to live in London. That's where you can get the best Indian food anywhere. It's delicious. And everybody's got their corner little curry shop. And I love tikka masala just floating in ghee and that sauce. And I eat a little bit of rice on the side. This is not that. So I think there's great flavor here. I think it's a, especially for somebody who might not have had tikka masala before, it's an easy baby step into sort of, like you said, that that flavor profile of what it is without it being overpowering. Um. I would, like I said, I think I would have more sauce, and I would have chicken with it too. I like the um, I like the purple cauliflower too. I do like the 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 flavor of it, and I like the texture of it too. We're we're making our way through slow, quickly but surely. We're making our way through. <laughs> Favorite so far? Yeah, great. Um, we haven't even really tried. I know. I think our yeah, we're, we're all good on drinks and everything. We're great. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. All right. So what's next? Um, so we're down. We're, we're on the sandwich portion of <laughs> to the meats and the sandwiches. Let's go burger. burger. I think right. we should go burger first. Um, and this I'm is sure there will be some debate about my claim that this is the best burger on property. But I will make a little caveat right from the beginning that this burger has been sitting here, despite my protest. This burger has been sitting here for over twelve minutes. <laughs> So anybody, not that Kenneth is counting. He has a stopwatch literally around his neck. doesn't agree with me that this is the best burger has to come back and order it and eat it immediately. And I think he said this is it's it has a couple of different me, what, what would it be? Yes, it's a a mixed um I forget the I know one thing that's in here is brisket. Um 
he mentioned there were three it doesn't say on the menu oh blend the beef he did say brisket and bacon oh that's all on there yeah so and also he said that um because of that somehow they have to overcook it a little bit and it wouldn't be red in this and this is definitely not medium rare the way we ordered it yeah Mm. That is a tasty burger. What movie? Come, come on. It's literally not even one I think I've used before. That is a tasty burger. Where is my super suit? Now I'm telling you who said it. Pulp Fiction. Probably not going to be on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> but... <clears throat> All right, the so really, the roll is really nice. Buttery, it's so yeah. buttery. It's nice, soft. It kind of melts. Lots of I have lots of butter and meat juice all over my lips. This is very, <laughs> this is very good. Yeah. No, I wish I had the um the Geyser Point bison burger sitting right here too. Just go back and forth. Whereas the tikka masala was not tikka masala. This is sort of the platonic ideal of a hamburger. <laughs> this is, yes, it is the form of a burger. Yes, burger. this is what every hamburger. Aspires to be. Oh. Right, so it's sort of the on paper perfect burger. After. This is what. Ooh, that's not. The sweet, the pickle. The sweet aftertaste to I it. I said the pickle. The pickle was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't had that. The pickle. The, um, yeah, it's the form of the burger. It's exactly what it is. So, other than the fact that there's the, the applewood smoked bacon on here, this is a very straightforward, yeah. perfect burger. Not that the bacon makes it not perfect, it's just, it's a straight <laughs> burger. Like, you know, like Grand Floridian Cafe has like the lobster Thermidor burger. There's a lot of like sort of spins on burgers that are really good on property, but this is just a this good is straight burger. Up, this, this is, is just, straight up burger. Straight I just up hit the buttery spot in the roll. It's so good. Yes. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. It's almost like in like New England when you get your hot dogs on the toasted roll. It's yeah. like that on a, it's like, it's not a piece of bread that's toasted, but it's that kind of like buttery toasted melt in your mouth with a burger. So I think if you say, you know what, I'm really just in, I'm really in the mood for a burger. This is where I don't know that it would make the very best burger on property. So I think there's a challenge to be had in terms of maybe we need, maybe we need to sort of tour around and and review many burgers. That's what I like about it. The saltiness? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's overly salty, but it's... No, I, I don't like my meat very salty at all, and this isn't... <laughs> this, this. Okay. So you can say that it's not the best burger on property, but let's just look at the plates here. <laughs> how much how much is left in the plate, in the noodle plate, and in the masala plate, and how much is left on the burger? Plate? Well, because they were only cut into little four. There's not even a waffle fry there. And that's the that's way, all you. That's all you. And by the way, <laughs> I'm not saying who did it, but by the way, Chick Fil A wishes they could make waffle fries oh, like that. Oh, wait a wait a wait a minute. Here, there's we've got three plates of waffle fries. Yeah, I think a Chick Fil A waffle fry with these. Yeah, you think this is better than Chick Fil A waffle fries? It's almost like a Popeyes fry and a Chick Fil A fry had a baby. <laughs> well, because these are these are cooked, yeah, these are batter. fried. These are batter fried. These are deeper fried. The problem fried. with Chick Fil A waffle fries, you can't get them salty. Because no, you can get them salty, but you can't get them as as heavily fried as this. Right, they're a little soft. The batter gives these saltiness, whereas Chick Fil A, you put salt on them and it just falls right mm-hmm. off. Oh, 
See, there's a crunch to these fries yeah. that Chick Fil A doesn't have. This is this feels very indulgent. This is this is. Um, I would not want to eat all of these. I would. If you're on a low carb diet, you're not coming here. Well, there's other options. Right. We just we we didn't partake in them. I heard that there was a salad on the menu. All right. Where yeah, are we going to? About a quinoa Whatever. Um, do we go? Think about what you want to end with. Do you want to end with? You want to end with that? All right. So let's go Reuben next. We have to worry about the sauce. Can't believe you're thinking about dessert. There's something wrong with you. Completely separate I'd like to end with another Balbon. Oh. Man. Yeah. That's that right. Balbon. That was so five minutes ago. All right. So we're doing Ruben next? Yeah. Have you, um, have you pre-cut? Did you take your, take your piece? Now, listen, I will tell you, coming from New Jersey and the New York area, like, I dig me a really good Ruben, and that's one of the things in Florida... It's very, very hard to find. And you would think, and understand what I mean by this, you would think that with all of the Italians and the Jewish families that come, and maybe because they're retired, they don't, to find a really good Jewish deli or an Italian deli to get a really good thick Reuben sandwich on a nice marble rye or rye bread and has been a very tough road to hoe for me. You, you are, the two of you aren't talking because you're stuffing your faces again. Kenneth, they, we're, we're being left in the dust. I don't know. That's oh. not often said about me when it comes to food. This is this is better than I expected. Now, is there a sauerkraut on this Reuben? Yeah. I've never had this Reuben. This was my wife's dish of choice. But she loves extra sauerkraut. That's her thing. Mm. She's German and she loves it. There's a good balance. Just the right amount of sauerkraut, just the right amount of corned beef, um, and the and the um, thousand island dressing. This is this is really good. This is the form of the Reuben. It is again. It's a. It's a. It's not. It's a. Not a bunch of flair. It's not like some Disney spinoff on a traditional dish. This is just a good Reuben, and it's fun. I've been looking for a good Reuben since I moved here, and it was under my nose this whole time. Nobody gets the bread right. Nobody gets the bread. It's a thick. It's a thicker cut toasted rye. Buttered. Yeah. It's a toast. It's a thicker cut, really, really hearty toasted buttered rye. But it's not. It's not so thick. And so toasted that you know, no. sometimes it hits the roof of your mouth, and yeah, you know, no. this is, it's this not is really it's not doughy cheese. and bready in your mouth. The Swiss cheese is subtle, but it's, it adds a nice tanginess to it. And by the way, you guys are leaving out one of the most important parts of a Reuben: the pickle. The pickle here is delicious as well. Is it a is it a, a nice vinegary? It's a dill. So I remember stupid things. We remember, look, food, and and our, I think our our olfactory and our tastes are the ones close most closely associated with memories. For some reason, when I, when I ate that pickle, I remember, and only those of you from New Jersey might get this, on Route 1 in New Brunswick, there was the Route 1 flea market, this ginormous building that my parents had an antique store in that we went to um, every weekend. We had an antique store business, and we did the flea market on the weekends. It was the first time I ever saw a video game. It was the first time I ever played Space Invaders was at the Route 1 flea market, and right outside the arcade that had pinball machines and space invaders was the pickle stand. And there was these huge barrels of pickles, and I was, I was a little kid, and I was friend, and he would always give me a pickle, and that's exactly what it reminded me of. A big, like, juicy, vinegary um, barrel pickle. Yeah, that's done right. It's not, it's like a, um, it's not quite like a half-done 
pickle like you might like you might get some places but it's yeah it's um it's that straight dill um sour pickle that goes just right with that ribbon the pickle these are the pickles of your people these are the well <laughs> close close enough this is i mean i eat oh, you ate all it dude you have eaten every single bit of everything put in your plate well that's that's how i was taught i mean i'm proud of you going to ruin your dessert. <laughs> or your fifth course. Your fifth entree, which I don't remember what's left. The, the, oh, the French dip. The French dip. All right, so take your... Um, you better take yours before Jason grabs one because... Again, I'll give you guys first choice. Do you dip or not dip? I was just going to ask you, to dip or not to dip? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one without the dip, <coughs> Excuse me, and then I'll do one with the dip. Ah, oh, uh, you know what? I'm dipping. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You, so you dip in the au jus, so you get that. So the whole okay, bread soaks. Like for those of you who've been to Disneyland and had the fried French dip, is that what that is at the the Monte Cristo? Yeah, the Monte Cristo. So it's not it's not a French. I, I mean, unless they have a fried French dip, but Monte Cristo is different. It's the Monte Cristo. Yeah. We need to. And this has no batter or brown sugar on it, so it's not at all like that. It's not fried at all. Yeah, this is just a. Again, just a really good straight, you mm. know. Ooh. This needs cheese whiz. <laughs> this needs some whiz. Mm. Oh, this is nice. So is that arugula? Is there arugula on? Yeah. Is that what I'm tasting? There is. Um, okay. it's, yeah, I don't know where the menu went. Uh, sticky fingers. Can you, yeah, there you go. So let's see. Um, yeah, so shaved roast beef, caramelized onions, Swiss cheese, arugula, and that lemon caper aioli, which I do get. Mm-hmm. That is, that is definitely there. So that's that. And I, I love capers and it's, super, it's very subtle though. It's not like that punchy That's caper. what I couldn't identify. That's yeah. what I was trying to figure out what that other flavor yep. is. Yep. Yeah, this is good. It's, um, it's saltier than. Some of the other it's dishes that we've had, it's very salty. Um, yeah, I mean, another... salty is not ever a bad thing. Just to be clear, like salty, too salty is not a complaint. No, you now. Interestingly enough, I'm going to report it as I see it. You've put down your au jus, and you went back to the Reuben. Yeah, I think the Reuben's better, yeah. and I think the burger's better than both of them. So, if we were going to rank the sandwiches, burger, Reuben, roast beef. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I would do it. Yeah. I agree. Now I almost wish I had more. Look at your plate. I only have two hands, and one of them is holding the microphone. <laughs> I, I need to get like a neck holder for it, like like one of those Disney fan holders, and just have the microphone sitting there so I can eat. Yeah. So like now I'm at the point. What do I want the last flavor to be in my mouth? So now that I've given Calvin. Well, yes, but that would just be ridiculous if we actually ordered more food. But what of all the things that are here do I want to sort of be that last flavor in my mouth? We still have some noodles. We still have some tikka masala. There's still a little bit more. uh, Oh, I could go. I could do, as I assume the French do, and you sort of finish off with the cheese. There you go. Right? So I was smart, and I left a little bit of bread, and I'm going to have some of this blue cheese. And the honeycomb, and that, I think, is what I want to be the second to last thing that I taste before we ordered 17 desserts. 
Yeah, so I'm thrilled that we still have this cheese on the table. And you know what? Having tasted all the entrees and everything was good, I think we were, you know, sort of hesitant to say too much about the first thing that we ate. I'm going to go back to this dashi bowl. This was fantastic. And I there's a there's a piece of tofu that's still sitting here. And as crazy as it sounds, I might have a bite of it. Like this was, this dashi was excellent. And the broth is like. So rank, really rank the entrees. Okay, there's something no one has tried. The cornichon and the brown mustard on the plate. The what? The little cornichon. The little mini pickles. Yeah, just speak English, man. Sorry. The little baby pickles. The little baby pickles. So fancy. Uh, no one's tried those yet, so I'm going to have one with a little bit of this mustard. Mm, very good. So so rank your entrees. So I'm going to... Everything's good, so I'm going to say that first. But I'm going to go from last to first. I think my last, just favorite? just personal preference, I think is is going to be the French dip. I think I think we're all yeah. French. It's almost too much. It's, it's very tasty, but it's um, almost too much bread. Like all the other ones, where I think were much better with the way the bread melted into the sandwich. And I'm not. I, it's a little too salty for me. But it yeah. So the French dip was good, but it's probably my last. Um, and then I'm probably going to go to the tikka masala. Again, very tasty, but, you know, not calling my name as we're winding down. Um, my third would be the corned beef. Oh, the Reuben. Shockingly. The Reuben. That's where we may part ways. Yeah. We think the Reuben is better than the noodles, but yeah. I understand. They're both, they're both fantastic, <coughs> but just personal preference and maybe just from the variety that's on the table. I'm going to put the Reuben at number three. Notice that Jason is stealing the dashi broth while you so, so you don't. And then I think um, for it's it's a crazy hard call for me. I I think I would probably. All right, we're gonna part ways again, Kenneth. I'm gonna put the dashi at number one. I'm gonna only because I'm not a. I, it's very rare I go out and order a burger, a straight up burger. Um, and it's just a heavy meal for me. So, and I know all of you are going to like the burger the most, so I'm just going to go ahead and stray. So yeah, I'm going to put the burger at a like crazy strong number two. It totally just depends what I'm in the mood for. It's fantastic. I'm going to put the dashi at number one. I, I there's, I, I differ from your list slightly as well. I think, but I, I also think I put the dashi number one and I don't put the burger number two. Don't give me those little, those giant X up downers of the eye bugging out of your All head I'm thing. saying is look at the plates there's plenty of noodles left yeah but there's wait 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 we also but is we, there any burger or but it's also the way the burger was a two-bite burger right there was a two-bite burger plus we also i've been tr i've been holding the microphone man and i'm not done eating yet um the burger is a great picture perfect like you know getty images picture of a hamburger I don't know that that's what I would come here and order. I don't think that would be the first thing. I think it would be the dashi noodles. And we're leaving the appetizers out of it, out of it because I would come here and just order yeah, all yeah, the appetizers. Too, that like a set of apps would be a fantastic meal and probably half the time would be my go-to. Yeah. So the flavor in the dashi, that's probably the most complex dish we yes. had. So there's tons of flavor in there. Um, my, the problem with the dashi, and, and I'm probably not the only person who has this issue, it's hard to eat it. It's hard yeah. 
it's there's not a proper utensil. You need there's like, we need, we need, you need some other bowl to your mouth and slurp it. And it's a, uh, yes, but you really the ideal would be right to just pick the bowl up and slurp slurp it and which I think in Japan is what you're supposed to do. Like but so people, people will look at you funny here. Dude, I've been coming here. I, people always look at me funny. So why should it, tonight be any different? I can see why. I can see how it would be number one. But I think in terms of like, what, my, what would my go-to be yeah. among these things? It would it would probably be the burger because yeah. it's, it's going to be consistent. Bear in mind that we're here for lunch, right? And so yeah. um, I would agree that I wouldn't go to any of the entrees first. I would go to the apps first. The apps are, to me, head and shoulders above. Any entree, and I would rather make a meal out of the bow bun. Even above the burger, yes, you would. Pick, yeah, yeah, I think I, I would too. Pick the bow over the, yeah, the bow is. If but if there was one thing, food could only get one thing. Right. So if you can only order one entree, what would it be for you guys? Would it be the burger. It would be the burger at lunch because you can't get it at dinner, and to me, it tastes better than anything else I had. And you can get the da- you can get the dashi at dinner. But I think I can. I think there's other burgers that have different, like you know, there's a couple of places that have like a really nice, like a blue cheese burger. Um, even Deluxe has some great burgers there too. The Gibson Burger, and I know I sound like a homer, but the Gibson Burger at um, Boathouse is, in terms of the flavor of, the, you can just eat the burger by itself because the meat is so good. That would rank up there too. I think if I had to choose an entree. I would. I would choose the dashi. And if you're talking about like a complimentary meal, like the bao and the dashi, oh, yeah. oh, nice. I mean, that's a that's a perfect meal. That's a perfect meal. I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily eat them in that order. I think I just have would them both brought at the chicken? same. Or shrimp dashi instead of the tofu? I would like to see. I, I would I would like to, but I would almost like to taste. You could have grilled, what do you say? You could have grilled chicken or grilled shrimp. Yeah, shrimp. The, yeah. nice thing, the nice thing about the, the tofu is that it, it soaks the, yeah, absorbs yeah. the broth. Um, and the, the, the and that broth is so good. It's creamy. It's good. Um, actually, I'd like to have, you know, I think if I was getting the dashi, I would ask for a side of the jasmine rice. Also, in fact, I may, I may do that right now. <laughs> You know what? That tofu. That tofu is really good. That tofu is really, really good. You know what? It's it's a hard number one for me. It's, yeah. I felt like you were going to be. I, I felt like everybody was going to judge me for going with a dashi for number one, and I really hesitated a lot to say it. The more I sit here and taste it, it's hands down, no question, no question at all. It's the number. So, Tim, we we've just been ranking our favorites. Awesome. What do you think? Um, what do you think? So we obviously. For entrees only, what do you think is your favorite of the entrees, or in terms of what we ordered? For me, or for what am I guessing? You. What you're guessing? You. I think the Reuben and the French dip. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we I do love Reuben. our seafood. I love our seafood, most of which is sustainable. I've always loved our fish of the day, whether it be salmon, grouper. Um, we've had several different fish over the year. Usually grouper or salmon, but I've always loved that as well. The the dashi and the burger were the top two awesome. for us. Okay. I right. I think the dashi is really 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 good. And the jasmine rice in this mm-hmm. dish is is terrific. Nice. Yeah. I do always suggest the dashi noodle bowl. I think that's something different you can't get many places on property. Um, we can always go total vegetarian and leave the fish sauce off and do it with a soy based sauce to make it a total vegetarian dish. Oh. Okay. Uh, if we do, so it's the fish sauce on there that makes it. It's the fish sauce that's the only thing. Or in the other direction, as I told you, we could do it with shrimp or chicken, you know, and the grilled like a grilled shrimp or grilled. Yes, instead of the instead of the tofu. 
Do we were just saying we like the we like the the consistency of the tofu and how it sort of absorbs the dashi broth. Nice. Do you know if it would be vegan without the fish sauce? It would be. We would just do it with the soy based sauce, and I believe we would leave the noodle off and do it as a rice base. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. and that would make it rice. vegan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the jasmine yeah. rice of, for the yeah. tikka masala was very very nice. Yeah. I never brought the sriracha for that. I apologize. I told you I was going to Clearly, it hasn't stopped Kenneth at all because he's still, you're still yeah. eating French fries. I'm just fries. wondering if there's a waffle fry on anyone's plate. <laughs> Not <laughs> if you have any say. The waffle fries were something new. We started earlier this year as well. Yeah, this was all really, really awesome. nice. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Thank okay. you. Maybe a couple, I'll get another fresh tea, a couple diets. Thank you. And I think I think one or two of the people here wanted to see a dessert menu as Absolutely. well. Please, I feel like thank be you. Irresponsible not to. I'll actually tell you about them. Oh, even better. Four desserts. I'll start off with the easy one: the vanilla bean creme brulee. It's a no sugar added. We do use a sugar substitute for it, but that's not no sugar in that one. Um, the other three are fun because they are all trios. So they're samplers, sorbet sampler, three little scoops of homemade sorbet. Banana blueberry, peach plum apricot, and iced tea lemonade. What? Whoa. Yeah. A little Arnold Palmer. The, in a, yeah. Wow. The banana blueberry just is really That's, refreshing. That's yeah. probably my favorite. Then we have a chocolate cake sampler with three small chocolate cakes on one plate. A chocolate croissant bread pudding. A chocolate brownie creme brulee. And a German chocolate cake. And then the last one are fruit-flavored cakes. Strawberry mousse cake, key lime tart, and pineapple cheesecake. So I'm going to make life easy for you, Tim. One of each? We're going to do one of each. I, do we, but we don't need to do the... Do we need to do creme brulee? No. Okay. We'll do all the trios, please. If anyone does have a craving for creme brulee, you'll get a little tiny portion of it with the brownie that's coming out. Because that's a chocolate creme brulee brownie. Perfect. Thank you. different, too. All that right. would be lovely. Thank you very much. All right. Let me grab this one out of the way, and then I'll take this sack and come back with some more. Thank you. And some refills. I can't believe you people are going to eat dessert. I, I now I now understand why the Romans ate laying down. <laughs> the problem with eating laying down is getting up. I even found that when I was in Japan, we ate at a couple of restaurants where you sit on the, the, the tatumi mats. Um, Sitting there for your meal is great. Getting up after your meal—that's the tough part. Because you're comfortable. Do they have, like, handles for you to, to lift to raise up or rings. <laughs> I'm like, can you just bring me a little blankie and a pillow, and I'll just sort of take a little nap right here. Which is not—they don't—they prefer that you don't do that in Japan. Oh. I, I learned. Yeah, I learned the hard way. Uh, but I am going to have this last tiny little piece that's of. Very good. Oh. Of bread with the honeycomb, yeah. Were these blueberries? No, I think like uh, like berries. Yes, that's what he said. Eat one. Dunkleberries, like Doofenshmirtz says. Currants. I miss that. Mm. Little currants. I know. I'm I'm so excited about Phineas and Ferb coming back on Disney Plus. Have we all subscribed? Oh, yeah. A couple weeks away. A couple, yeah, that's the way to do it. I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to do my little Hulu matchup thing and be ready to go. Okay, we need a little, I need a little bit of a nap. They should offer you like a special 
like discounted like short stay at the contemporary like you can get a room yeah. for like four hours just you can take a nap <laughs> if they had a room with with big comfy pods. pillows and blankets pods and and they have Disney Plus on and you just on demand whatever you want. Well, you need to have something like and it shows. No, because then you can't sort of turn over when you have the Oculus on your head. You need to. Dare I say, you could tune in to hear with the magic, and it'll put you right to sleep. It's a ringing endorsement. Oh, so right. If you had here with the magic on in the background, and you were burning. A core memory candle from the CastleRun.com. It's the perfect napping combination. Fantastic. Mm. Kenneth would enjoy it very much. I would love it. I mean, I, I'll just throw myself in. You could put an episode of WD Radio on in the background because, you know, the dulcet tones will lull you to sleep. That's what I use at night. The dulcet tones I don't know how my three other table mates are still thinking about food, but we ordered not one. Not two, but three different flights. Or nine. Or nine. Technically, there's nine desserts. So there are five menu, five items on the, on the Sweet Temptations menu. There's a cheese board, although we sort of made our charcuterie our own dessert. There's also a, a creme brulee and then the chocolate, seasonal, and sorbet trio flight. I think we're going to go from left to right. Let's start with the trio of sorbet. There's a lemon iced tea. Stone fruit and blueberry banana sorbet. Um, dig in, manja. Which one are you starting with? You're going. Jason's going right to the iced tea. Kenneth, you're not. You're not diving in. Oh, it's a frozen. It's a frozen Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Tell me that wouldn't be a nice little treat, like on a hot summer Disney Magic Kingdom kind of day. That's very good. How yeah, do they make refreshing. it taste like tea? How is that not a popular flavor? How do they not serve this from counter service locations throughout the park? Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm done. All right. Now let's move over to the stone fruit. I don't know what a stone fruit is, by the like way. Like anything with a pit, like peaches, apricot. Oh, that's nice. Mm, very nice. Sweet. Oh, it's, yeah. It's peach. Mm-hmm. Very peachy. All right. This is. I've been waiting for the blueberry banana because these are a few of my fruit. Okay, what are you people doing? Get out of my fruit. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah. There's almost not, a little creaminess from the banana. That's, yeah, the banana gives up the creaminess. I'm not like one to get excited about sorbet, but that's good. It is nice. I like that in the chocolate, too. Let me taste this one again, because Kenneth got in my way. You're noticeably silent, only because you're upset that we're wasting so much time getting to the chocolate. Yeah. I know you. Um, what do you like better, lemonade iced tea or the blueberry banana? Lemonade iced tea all the way. And actually, for me, peach is second. The blueberry banana is good, but I'm, I love peach. But yeah, that lemonade iced tea. That's definitely the that's, most interesting one. That's really good. Lemonade iced so tea. Good. I didn't know what you're How is that not a popular flavor? Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah, how is it not served elsewhere? I've never seen this. I've never, yeah, I've never had that either. Palmer, I've, I've, I've oh, had, that all had lemon place, sorbet but, everywhere, but, but not. That's not tea. Not with iced tea. No. Yeah, we need to figure out how to make that at home. Figure out how to make that or, at home. Or we can just come back here. Because now that we know that it's so close by. All right, let's move on. Because Kenneth is sad. Kenneth is crying, just like he does 
Anyway, um, we're going to move on to the seasonal flight of pineapple cheesecake, strawberry mousse cake, and the Florida key lime. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm backwards. That is the Florida key lime tort. That is the pineapple cheesecake. Um, let's start key lime. Let's yeah. Go to me, a dessert without a crust is just a waste of time. It's like a, it's like a meeting without food should be an email. <laughs> Kenneth is fast becoming the brat of the food review group. The what? I said Kenneth is quickly becoming the brat of the food review group. Mm. That's good. So I like that tart because it's not incredibly tart. Sometimes you get some key lime that's like super tart. It's nice. Tart. I don't. I wanted more lemon tartiness. All right, I'm moving on quickly to the strawberry mousse cake. So it's a multi-layer cake. Looks like it has a mousse on top of the cake and then fresh strawberries and cream. Oh, that's really, really good. The mousse is really light. Oh, I like that. I was excited for that one and it did not disappoint. It's like a strawberry shortcake. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. Um, that's really good. That I like. It reminds me of hoop de doo Hoop-de-doo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't done hoop-de-doo either. How have we not done hoop-de-doo? No, I mean, just to go eat. Best cornbread on property. All right, now I'm moving over to the pineapple cheesecake. Any favorites off the bat? Yes. Oh, you didn't even try my favorite yet. Oh, we're saving that for you. Yeah, we're saving. Awesome. I know what I think is going to be my favorite, but mm. you never know. <laughs> this tastes like the Polynesian. Nice. Now that yeah. see, we do seasonal. This was actually our seasonal. Okay. And we haven't switched yet from summer. I guess before Thanksgiving, we'll switch over to the winter one, you know, or autumn one. I guess. Wow. So. Do you know what's going to be on that one? Because I mean, I like we're gonna, yeah, because we'll be back, obviously. This pineapple cheesecake is delicious. Isn't that good? And then the whipped topping on the pineapple cheesecake is supposed to resemble like a colada, so it's like a pina colada Mm -hmm. taste to it. It's ambrosia. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of pineapple. It reminds me of pineapple upside down cake with Mm -hmm. cream. It's like an ambrosia with the whipped cream and the coconut sprinkles and the. Which is your favorite of the three? The strawberry. The, the, um, the strawberry was, I thought was it was really, really good, but the, no, the pineapple cheesecake, I think, is my favorite. Really? Mm, me too. Good. Over the key, but it, there wasn't, it didn't have a crust. I think it had a crust. Yeah, it sure. had a crust. Yeah. All right, here, take this, because we need to move on. Hey, hey. <laughs> 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 uh, this is the chocolate croissant bread pudding, brownie creme brulee, and... Jason's already digging into the German chocolate cake. I didn't break it. All right, German chocolate cake. Go ahead. No, no, no after you. Starting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is it German? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's almost like chocolate chips on the Ooh. bottom. Very nice. That's good. Yeah, Look, that coconut, really like coconut good. sprinkles mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's got the right texture for a German chocolate cake. Okay, mm-hmm. now I need a glass of wine. Sorry, if you give a mouse a cookie. But this <laughs> but this would be really good with a nice Tempranillo. For those of you who like Spanish wines, this would be great. We have migrated into the dinner service, apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's so good, I think Lisa's crying. Um, 
That's nice. That's nice. It's it's uh, not too heavy. It's not. Yeah. What is what are we having here? So what is this? Is this the creme brulee on top of brownie? Mm-hmm. Oh. Is that what you said? Oh. So I'm not usually a huge creme brulee fan. I like the rich, dark, deep chocolate of that on the bottom. I like it. Yeah, that's all I got, though. And you don't taste any of the creme brulee on top, really. You know what it reminds me of? Like a black bottom? Oh, yeah. It yeah. tastes like a black bottom. I don't know what that is. It's like a, you know, the, it's like a brownie type with a cream cheese sweet yeah, cake. No cream cheese, that's what's missing, a little tang. It needs a little tang. Yeah, the cream cheese. Oh, it doesn't have the sour cream, yeah. cream cheese tang. Yeah. But it's that, it, it reminds me of that. Because I'm that not brownie. a huge chocolate person, but I like a black bottom because it cuts it. The brownie's delicious. I, I would have that on its own. Yeah. All right. Chocolate croissant bread pudding. To... This is what I expect to be my favorite. So let's let's find out. Mmm. Oh. Mmm. It's warm. It's moist. The night was moist. <laughs> I think I like that one the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was right. Is it it is my favorite. Yeah, of course it is. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And it's the perfect size. Like, that's a... Yeah, like, this is... A, it's This is... The flights are enough. They're small portions, but there's but they're rich enough to share. Like I couldn't eat all that by my Kenneth could, but I couldn't eat all that. I by could certainly time. eat. I could eat three of these easily. So of all nine desserts that we just sampled, what are your top two favorites? Um, my top two are the Arnold Palmer, Arnold Palmer style sorbet. The Iced tea lemonade sorbet and probably the pineapple cheesecake. But all the sorbets were fantastic. If I, and I'm shocking myself. If I was going to choose one of these flights, I would choose the sorbet. Without a doubt. I would say the croissant bread pudding and the pineapple cheesecake. Uh, top, yeah, I think the Arnold Palmer sorbet is really refreshing. And I like the... the um, what was it called? The strawberry mousse. Mousse cake? Yeah, that was really good. I think I would go with the Arnold Palmer sorbet and surprisingly the chocolate croissant bread pudding. There's my man. I couldn't, I couldn't eat the whole thing. I mean, I could, but for, like for, for recording purposes, I couldn't eat the whole thing. But that left a really nice flavor in my mouth. A nice little cup of tea, or in your case, a bottle of wine. Would be nice. Uh, they also have dessert cocktails as well as dessert wines as well. Um, I think we did a uh, a pretty remarkable job of co- covering basically the entire menu um, for a lunch sitting, which is pretty impressive considering there's only four of us. Um, final thoughts? Um, I'm so sleepy right now. I need a nap. <laughs> God, I want to nap so desperately. Um. Yeah, I mean, just circling back, like, such a hidden gem. Like, walk across the street from Magic Kingdom, like, basically can always walk in. Like, and the fact that I now know that you can get, you know, a large portion of the menu, the apps, you know, after hours until one o'clock in the morning at the bar, like, this is such a go to spot. I can absolutely see having meetings, coaching meetings here at the Wave. It in the afternoons and or evenings. 
My advice about this place would be, you know, normally when you travel, you would view a place like this as the hotel restaurant, the last place you would eat, right? Because this is the place that's always available. You can walk down and, and walk right in here and get a table, especially during the day. But it is anything but that. And I would tell you my advice would be come here when you're really hungry and you really want a great meal and you're, you're ready to eat some good food. That's how I would look at this place. I, I, I mean, I've been talking this place up for a while. I love it. I think, that it's, I think it's good if you're hungry, it's great. If you just want to come in for a light, a light bite, have a bao bun, have some of the crab cakes... Um, and a drink, which I, that, that's fine too. And you can do that. You can do that in the lounge. Um, I really th- this this is why this is for me the most frequented restaurant on properties because it's close and also it's just easy and you can have a little meal or you can have a big meal. Um, probably won't have as big a meal as we just had ever again. But uh, it was it was there wasn't anything I didn't like. I don't think there was anything I didn't like. Um, you know, there's not a ton of places that can sort of serve multiple masters. And what I mean by that is where you'd go to the same place for lunch as you would late night for either drinks or appetizers in in the lounge or a full meal for, di- for dinner, whether it's a casual escape from the parks or you want to even have like a nice meal with your family, spouse, friends, whatever um, – the wave is is deceptive in it, its lack of attention because of how good it was, and again because I think it can serve um, it can serve multiple sort of dining purposes. I now need to come back for breakfast because I haven't been here the, for the breakfast buffet in in eons, and and I think you guys were saying yeah, you, it's the you, best breakfast buffet on property. I mean, some people may think the um, Animal Kingdom uh, so far away. But it is, and, and I would say Boma would give it a run for its money, but in my... This is a lower key, a lower key experience yeah. than Boma. I mean, Boma to me, even for breakfast, is, like, Boma is our Christmas Eve brunch every year, like, yeah. for a reason. Like, it's not a low key thing. Yeah. It's also, I think, Boma, I think, is, is potentially scary for some people who might say, ah, I'm not sure if I want to try African-inspired dishes. Well, I mean, Boma has a little of everything. I mean, I think very few people are going to go, go to Boma and not find something that they like. But this spot, I mean, to think about, it's if you're not staying at the Contemporary and coming all the way downstairs to walk out to go to Magic Kingdom, you're not going to see the wave because even the monorail only goes through upstairs. So, you know, you really it's you have to be very deliberate in coming here, as it's, which is crazy because it's such a quick walk from Magic Kingdom. But unless you happen to be staying here walking through the ground floor lobby to get to Magic Kingdom, which is a situation where most families are excited and not wait, trying to stop for a meal. Um, it's very easy to miss this place. I would, I would also add that, I, and I've done it this way, spend time at the Wilderness Lodge and kind of treat this as like another re- restaurant for that yeah. resort because you get this really yeah. nice boat ride. You can take a really nice boat ride across, sunset, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice... I, I, um, I just love that you can always get a table here too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I'll say this about breakfast too: the, the buffet is fantastic. But ordering off the menu, he mentioned the crab cake eggs Benedict that they have at breakfast. That's not on the buffet. 
but they have it's a great place to come in and just have you know order off the menu at breakfast so i do i have one regret that i have to be perfectly candid about i regret not coming here more often for taking it for granted like because it's so close you know we just sort of don't think about it because we don't stay here and like you said you don't pass by it really all that often unless you just happen to be walking through the contemporary for one reason or another um this very much and i have to sort of ruminate on this a little bit but you know the wave might be sort of quickly jumping up if i was to make a list in my mind of some of my favorite places to eat in walt disney world where does the wave fit on that list i'm not sure i mean where does a does it fit somewhere on that list for you or do you know sort of where you'd put it I mean, it's definitely very, very high up there for me. And I think it's also worth mentioning that, like, price-wise, I mean, it's not a cheap meal, but for a meal at Walt Disney World, particularly as a local, you very quickly realize, like, how expensive these meals get. Um, And, you know, coming out for a quote-unquote special occasion meal many times a year on property, um, you know, you're you're dropping a couple hundred dollars easy for, you know, plus, you know, for a couple to go out for a date night or something. Um, so to have a place like this where, you know, especially if you're not doing what we did and ordering the entire menu, um, you know, for, you know, in the range of I, what was the, what was our most expensive? Entree? I mean, the, I mean, look, we were talking about we can get cauliflower tacos and steamed bao bun. They're eleven dollars each. Yeah. Like that's not the worst value in the world. I think the most expensive thing that we had on the menu was the dashi noodle bowl at eighteen dollars. Um, yeah, that was the highest. That we had. That's the highest thing on the menu. The um, sorry, the pasta is twenty. The the Papa del pasta is twenty. So I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, the burger comes in at nineteen. Um, so I mean, there's nothing. So compare that to what you'd spend at an average Disney restaurant. Right. I mean, it's and the quality of the food here. Compare what you'd spare, spend at a quick service restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I can go to the, you know, what's it called, the lunching pad with my kids and get hot dogs and chips, and I'm, I know I'm out 50 bucks. You know, it's it, – so, again, like, quick walk across the street from Magic Kingdom, and especially as a family that's – like, I remember traveling here with my kids, like, when we would come here on vacation, and if you're, like, you know, practically rope-dropping to closing down the park at Magic Kingdom, like, you need a break in the middle of the day, especially in the heat. Um, so to pop across the street and come here – I know a lot of people don't want to lose the park time because you have limited time on vacation, but this is sort of a nice sort of happy medium between getting in a little rest and a little air conditioning and downtime, but not feeling like you were trekking somewhere far away. Like you don't even need to get on the monorail. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked at the beginning about it being a hidden treasure. You know, I think, is this maybe the one of the best restaurants you may have never tried or may have never put on your radar? Possibly. Um, you know, I felt that same way the first time I tried the outdoor lounge at Brown Derby, like something that you, we've walked by a hundred times. You never would think to stop there. And the food was remarkable. I, I'm very surprised. Um, I expected the meal to be good. And I think, well, you know, the wave was going to be a, a serviceable place to go, not a place I'm like, wow, we really need to go to the wave. And that's how I feel after leaving. Yeah, I, I would put it this way. I can't think of a better place on property to have lunch. And I can't think of a better place on property to have breakfast. And at dinner, it holds its own with some of my favorites. At some point, I need to sort of do a, you know, top five, top ten 
sit down counter service, um, you know, grab and go restaurants and see where this would fit in terms of sit down? I, for me, I, I think it would be in the top 10 for sure because it's, um, it's consistently good. It's close. It's also a great place. I've had work meeting, you know, work lunches here before and, um, it's great for conversation. You don't have to shout over noise. Um, it's it doesn't feel it's not overly Disney. Kind of almost has a um, Grandesino mm-hmm. feel to it as well, um, where it's not overly themed. But it's nice. It's really nice. Uh, it's it's a very it's a very professional space um, on Disney property, literally yards from the Magic Kingdom, which is what's really cool about it. Yeah, you know, and something I've noticed while we've been sitting here, and I've noticed it before is that during the day, there are very few children here, so Becky would probably love it. <laughs> and and um, cocktails, great cocktails. Because I think, I, think most, I think most families with kids would not take the time to have a big, long, drawn-out breakfast when they're this close to the Magic Kingdom. Right, that's what I was saying. Like, if, like, normally, if you're seeing the wave at all, it's because you're walking out on the way to Magic Kingdom, and yeah. like, how many people that are traveling are going to be stopping in that moment? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and notice too, you know, we have not been rushed at all. I mean, there haven't been a lot of people in here. It's been incredibly casual, super calm. Um, you know, before, to be clear and, and perfectly transparent, when we do dining reviews like this, we don't tell them ahead of time that we're coming in. Like, the service that we received is just the quality of service. You even remarked that Tim has been your waiter before and, you know, you – which is impressive that you would remember your server having been to, you know, so many restaurants. Um, so I think that speaks volumes. Um, yeah, very, very surprised in, in the best possible way for, for this. Yeah. And worth noting too, like, you know, we've sat and done a number of these before and like, how easy has it been to sit here and talk in this big quiet booth, like in the back of the restaurant? Like, I mean, you start, it's, there's people in here and it's not like it's dead silence at all, but like, comparing this to like other spaces where we've tried to do a recording like this, like this has been so easy and so relaxed and, you know, such a sort of tucked away spot to be able to sit and take our time and talk about what we're eating. Yeah. And, you know, like we said earlier, the wave is not just the restaurant, but there is the lounge, um, which has very comfortable seating areas. Tim, we were just remarking about what an exceptional cast member you are and how much oh, we have enjoyed our meal Absolutely. today. You had no idea we were coming in, but you were wonderful. The only thing better day. than the food was the service. Thank you. That makes my day. I appreciate you saying that. That, I get, I'm going to blush now. <laughs> well, we'll see you real soon. See you real oh, soon. Oh, yeah. We, you have it. You can't get rid of us. We'll be back. Good. Possibly for dinner. So yeah. <laughs> I won't be here for dinner tonight. But no, I'm not going to No, no I, won't, no, I don't do dinner. I do actually fill in. I actually do dinners when they need people. Yeah. But not tonight. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. We had a wonderful experience. Rep really appreciate it. I've been in this building 25 years now. Coming wow. Up, really? Next year is my big 25th. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Never transferred. I've always loved it here at the Contemporary. Well, we, were, we were just talking earlier about when this used to be the Fiesta Fun Center. Yes. A long, long time I ago. I remember it well. <laughs> I, at that, during that time, I used to work upstairs at the old Concord Steakhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then uh, several of us, Judy and Mel, the hostesses that were up front that greeted you, they've been up there that long. Okay. A couple servers working today have been here for almost 20 years, and we all used to work upstairs together. And then when they So, wait, were down, you here when it was the Top of the World Supper Club? Or was I that was not? I came right. I can remember when I joined the contemporary year '95 when I got hired. They actually were having lunch for a short time up at the, mm-hmm. at the California Grill when it was brand new yeah. and it had just opened up. 
but I never worked here when it was um, top of the world, yeah. which now that's what we call our over at the Bay Lake Tower. You know, the, the uh, bar at the top is called Top of the World. Yeah. Just a little shout out to the old original. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, we really appreciate uh, everything yeah, today. You. It was wonderful. My pleasure. It was fun serving you all. Thank I you very you much. I found you on Instagram. I found <laughs> your... I, I got you on YouTube. Well, other than needing a, uh, a very long, very comforting nap, um, this has been a wonderful, surprising, delicious day. I want to know from you, have you ever been to the wave before? Is it something that's on your radar? Um, if not, um, we I don't think we can recommended highly enough i want to thank you for spending and i told you never listen hungry this today will probably be a good indicator of that but um i also want to thank you for spending and sharing your time as well as all of you lisa tell everybody where they can find you hey guys thank you again um so lisa denoto glasner um you can find me of course over at the blog at the instagram is the castle runner um and of course i've currently lo- uh, recently launched the core memory candles line which you can find on the blog under the shop tab Jason. I'm Jason Knappick here with The Magic, uh, herewithmagic.com, also here with The Magic on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm just here for the food. <laughs> I, you can't find me anywhere unless people are eating. So so I actually have a shirt on the WWE Radio shirt shop that says, I'm just here for the food. I'm going to give one to you for Christmas because clearly that, that's exactly why you're here. That's pretty much it. No, I, I'm, I'm here for the friends. And um, that's how I love sharing food. So, Food is best enjoyed when it is shared with friends because you can order so many different things. Uh, thank you, guys. This was a, uh, a wonderful, delicious, fun afternoon. Remember at the beginning when we complained that we were like, oh, we ordered so much food, we'll have to take some of it home? There was nothing left. <laughs> And it's left nothing. I knew from experience at this point to go ahead and get someone else to pick my kids up from school. (laughs) (laughs) We've only only been here for three hours, which is not normally, let's be clear, this was by choice. This is not normally how long a lunch service would take. For a French lunch, man. Three hours. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. We need to build in nap time. Thank you very much. Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, hear, or maybe even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I had just returned from a speaking engagement and a meet that we did in London. So I figured since I was just in the UK, we would keep it in the UK, the pavilion, not the country. And I was talking about the tea caddy shop located on the promenade, which I personally love, by the way, because I'm a tea drinker. And it's based on the design is actually based on the childhood home of Anne Hathaway. And you might be saying, that's fine, Mangello. Who's Anne Hathaway? No, that's the question I had for you because I wanted you to tell me Anne Hathaway was the wife of what famous Brit? 
I want to first thank the hundreds of you who entered and got this one correct and knew that Anne Hathaway was the wife of William Shakespeare. Now, this building, actually, this tea caddy shop is actually one of a number of different varieties of architectural styles that you'll find throughout the UK pavilion. This is actually based in sort of the 1500s. If you look at those half-timbered walls and that thatched roof, something that you'd find in the English countryside. And if you look inside the tea caddy shop while you're shopping, it's actually a huge fireplace that they would have used both for heat as well as for cooking. That's probably more information than you wanted, but that's okay. Actually, if you'd like to learn more about the UK Pavilion, you can go back to show 202 where we explore the entire pavilion and compare just how real the pavilion is versus what you'd find in the UK. And also, again, don't listen hungry. If you go back to show 461, you could join me as we snack our way around the UK and sample and review some of the sweet and savory, edible and drinkable items available in the shops and on the promenade. If you tune in to show 347, we do a live review of the Rose and Crown Pub just to see how authentic that really is. And all those should keep you busy, hopefully entertained and possibly hungry for a while. Anyway, I took all of the correct entries from last week's trivia contest, randomly selected one. And again, last week we were playing for all of my digital products, which are all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, as well as my 102 ways to save money for and at Walt Disney World book. You can find those on Amazon, in iTunes, and at www.radio.com. I'm also going to send the winner a WW Radio vinyl sticker, a WW Radio pop socket, t-shirt, and a mystery prize. And last week's winner, and the recipient of all those prizes, randomly selected is Robert Clenny. So Robert, congratulations. You use the online form. I have your shipping information. I will get your prize package at you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So obviously we're at the Contemporary Resort this week for our review. Let's stay there for trivia. And I love this resort for so many reasons, not just from a personal, sentimental, and nostalgic point of view, but architecturally, I think it's unique in so very many ways, including its design and construction. And in fact, the Contemporary Resort wasn't originally supposed to be known as the Contemporary Resort. And that's your question this week. Tell me, what was the Contemporary Resort originally going to be called? And actually, you can find this in some early marketing and promotional material for Walt Disney World before the park opened. Now, you have until Sunday, December 1st at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com click on this week's podcast use the form there again you're going to play for all the digital products the vinyl sticker the pop socket and i'm also going to throw in a mystery prize which may have been from my trip to japan maybe this week it'll be for my trip to the uk so good luck and have fun That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this week. Huge thanks for following along last week from the Very Merry Time cruise on the Disney Dream, whether it was live video, posts, Instagram stories. I'll have a full review of the cruise coming up probably on next week's show. There's a lot of fun stuff going on both at sea and on land. A lot of cool things coming up in 2020, both in the parks, on the cruise lines, and here at WW Radio as well. 
that's a bit of a tease. Speaking of thanks, I want to say huge thanks to all of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate your love, your support, your friendship, and help. And I love being able to give back to you and say thank you each month in so many different ways. I want to thank some of the new members who joined the hundreds of you who are part of the Nation family, including Matt Moore, Oscar H. Garcia, Rick Padoya, Clay Malcolm, Jeffrey Riccio, Chris Maxwell, and Eddie, Laura Sleeper, and Tracy Arthur. I sincerely appreciate you, not just for your support and because what you do helps the show, but because a portion of your contribution does go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. If you want to find out how you can not only help the show, but also get exclusive rewards every month, including monthly scavenger hunts, we have a private Facebook group, custom Magic Band covers, logo gear, t-shirts, backpacks, care packages from Walt Disney World and lots more, including live video group calls where we're all on video on the call together, you can visit www.radio.com support. Please don't forget to join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for www.radiolive.com where I'll broadcast live on Facebook either from the home studio and oftentimes out and about in the Disney parks. Make sure you turn on notifications on the WW Radio page and in the Box People group on Facebook just so you don't miss a thing as I'll often go live in addition to the Wednesday night shows. And speaking of the Box People group, please be part of the community and the conversation by joining our group on Facebook at www.radio.com slash community. Think of it as the WW Radio Clubhouse. I invite and welcome you into this incredibly warm and friendly environment. Come by, make yourself comfortable, grab a snack and introduce yourself. If you have a question, you want to comment on this week's show, that is the place to do it. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, or if you want to be heard on the air, be part of the show. You can call the voicemail with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks or the cruise line or Paulo or Remy. It's fine. Call me from anywhere. I love hearing when people call in from unique locations. The phone number is 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Of course, as much as I love connecting with you online, I am at Lou Mangiello on all the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook are really the primary ones, as well as LinkedIn, a little bit of Pinterest as well. There's nothing that beats a handshake and a hug. That's why I continue to do monthly meetups in Walt Disney World and on the road as well. Stay tuned to the events page at www.radio.com slash events for information about our next meetup in December and then over marathon weekend in January as well. I also travel as I have been over the past few months, actually Japan, UK and elsewhere. So I do travel a lot to speak um, at conferences and events and at schools. And if you want to find out how I can maybe speak to you, whether it's your event, your business, your school or your group, you can visit lumangelo.com. And I'd love to help you turn what you love into what you do. Look, you have given me the greatest gift of being able to share my passion for Disney with you. I would love to be able to give that back to you and help you in any way I can. So I do one-on-one coaching. I do a weekly mastermind group. I'm going to release dates and super-duper early bird tickets for my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World, as well as my Momentum Retreat coming up this coming summer to find out more, visit LouMangelo.com. I'm going to release information and those tickets this coming week. So stay tuned for sort of a Black Friday, Cyber Monday release with tickets at the lowest prices they will be ever. 
Again, to find out more, visit LouMangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Mouse Fan Travel and the Mouse Fan Travel team and Becky Menken. They are my official and recommended travel provider. It's who I recommend because it's who I trust because it's who I have used for more than 10 years. Becky and the entire team have been incredible partners for more than a decade. And if you are going to World, Land, Alani, Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or anywhere on the planet, the entire team of agents are going to help you find the best possible prices, all available discounts. More importantly, they all come at no cost to you with an incredible level of personal service. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com and go to Celebrations Press to subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friend, and I mean it when I say you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, you continue to demonstrate that in so many ways, in person, online, in messages. All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this or your favorite episode over on Facebook. Invite your friends to be part of this community and clubhouse. And if you can, take just 15 seconds. Like, that's all it takes to rate and review the show over on iTunes. We have more than 2,000-plus five-star reviews. I would invite you to please keep them coming. I want to thank some recent reviewers like... D Bopper, who says, I love Lou, his depth of knowledge and his passion to bring a little bit of Disney magic home to you. He makes him an original. Joseph Mercier says, love it. I'm a huge fan. Absolutely love the show. I listen to it nearly every day while I'm working. My only suggestion would you have more top tens with Tim Foster? You guys have an incredible radio chemistry together. I highly suggest you do a top ten decisions or events that took place in the Disney Corporation, which made it as we know it today. Very cool idea. Thanks for all you do, Lou. Anne Corette Wells from the United Kingdom says, It's a little bit of Disney in your life. Lou, such a wonderful and well-informed, friendly host. And I love all the guests, but mostly Becky. <laughs> Anslo16 says, It's the best podcast. I've been listening to Lou for many years and enjoyed almost every episode he's put out. The live food reviews being the only ones I skip, they make me too hungry. Sorry, this week's show... You probably haven't listened to. Anyway, every episode is extremely informative and enjoyable to listen to. Clearly, I don't read these before I start reading them to you. I've actually gone back to episode one. Wow. And started to make my way forward listening to everyone. Even the early episodes are full of interesting conversations, interviews, and lists that any Disney fan will love listening to. And Dabner82 says, it's magical. I'm a longtime Disney fan. Now just discovering this podcast. So good. In all caps, lots of exclamation points. Really love the one episode I've heard and excited. Wow, a one review after one episode. That's amazing. And excited to dive into more now. Thanks for bringing magic to Texas. Dabner, Anslow, Anchoret, Joseph, and of course, Deep Popper. Thank you guys very much. Again, just search for WW Radio in iTunes, or if you go to www.radio.com slash iTunes, I'll give you a direct link and instructions on how to rate and review the show again thank you so very much i hope you enjoyed this week's episode the live broadcast the blog the newsletter everything on social and more importantly that you feel like you are part of this community and part of this family because like i said whether we have engaged in the past whether we have met yet in person by virtue of you listening um, you are and that's why i'd love for you to be part of the box people community and if i can help you in any way Please let me know what I can do, whether it's an email, a conversation, a meet of the month, working together. Uh, I want to help you start to focus and plan for the future. And my only bit of advice that I would give you 
is just remember that while hope is incredibly important, hope alone isn't a strategy. You've got to sort of map out where you want to be, why you want to do it, and what you hope to achieve and and when. And if I can help you in any way, please let me know, uh, because life is too short not to do what you love every single day. I hope that this is your best week ever. For my friends in the States, I hope you have a very wonderful, delicious, blessed, safe, and did I say delicious? I said delicious. I'll say it again. And delicious, happiest of Thanksgiving. I am truly thankful to you, and I'm thankful for you, uh, not just this week, but always. I hope this is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is Derek from Albuquerque. Uh, it was great uh, meeting you and chatting with you after the 10K this past uh, weekend. Uh, I missed you during the uh, half marathon, uh, but um, we did take the time afterwards to check out some of your recommendations during the uh, Food and Wine Festival. I will say everything we tried that uh, you guys recommended on your show 566 uh, were awesome. And uh, the two best ones that I definitely would never have tried had you not mentioned them were the um, corned beef from Flavors of Fire. I'm not a big corned beef fan, but that was awesome. Really loved the squeaky cheese curds. Squeakiness is, is key to cheese curds. And uh, probably the, the surprise, as I think all you mentioned as well, were the ribs in Italy. I mean, who would order ribs from Italy? But they were amazing, and uh, the portion sizes on both of those were uh, were, were uh, fantastic. Definitely uh, good values for the money. Uh, thanks again for all you do, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out there cheering again on the race. Take care. Bye. Hi, Lou. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. Um, I'm actually just getting back from Walt Disney World, which is super exciting. Uh, went for a weekend and did food and wine with some friends. Um, which it was fabulous this year. Um, so your review actually from a few weeks back was super helpful because I kind of knew, hey, try this, don't try this, let's do that, not this. Um, so that was great. The other thing is I did listen to your episode 275, I believe, and it was a DSI of the Country Bear Jamboree with Ryan Wilson. And the question was posed of what – like, if you think it's timeless and if it should be replaced ever. And I think still now in 2019, I know that episode was from a few years back. I do think that there's, and I, th- I feel this way a lot about a lot of the original attractions, especially in Disneyland and things like Country Bear Jamboree, but I feel like it'll also get to a point where people will realize that these can't be changed because they almost become artifacts, uh, which I think is great. And I hope that, like, the archives or there's some sort of something that's created to preserve them the way they are because they are important and things that Walt did have a hand in or touch are in like historical artifacts for the company. Um, I do think if they ever had to move it and they needed up space for something else, it could always belong at Fort Wilderness, um, the resort, like for a nighttime show or something like that. But I think getting rid of it, I hope never happens. Um, purely for the reason that, like I said, I think it goes back to the fact that it is something purely from the time, uh, from the beginning of the parks. So, yep, that's my two cents. I hope everyone's having an awesome day. Stay magical, and talk to you later. Bye. Hello, Lou Mondello. It's Gabby Naldo from Columbia, Maryland, calling you from one of your favorite places in World Showcase. I am outside Katsura Grill in the Japan Pavilion. I'm sure you can hear the drummers in the background. 
just wanted to give a shout out to you and the rest of the WDW radio running team for um, rocking it this weekend during the Wine and Dine half marathon races. It was so nice connecting with people whose voices I'd heard, names I'd seen in the group, but had never met in real life. Um, it was just such an awesome experience this weekend. Thank you so much for all that you do and all that Deanna do, does to keep us all together and keep us all motivated to get through the races. I had my first team finish with the team, crossing the finish line with a big group at the 10K, and it was an amazing feeling. Um, I can't wait to see everyone at Marathon Weekend, where I'll be running my first full marathon, and I'm just so excited. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the week. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flowertown, PA. I just got finished listening to the second half of the Japanese trip, and it sounded wonderful. Maybe someday I'll get to do that. I would love to do a um, Adventures by Disney to Italy uh, with my entire family. That would be so awesome. Anyway, I wanted to call you um, to kind of give you guys an update um, since he, this podcast was such an integral part um, in me going out on my own. But um, as of January 1st, I will officially be self-employed. I am expanding my business, and it's doing very, very well to the point where I can quit my day job. So um, I really kind of owe that to this community for giving me the confidence and the drive to pursue my dreams. So um, I got a plaque as a gift when I was down in Disney last month. If you can dream it, you can do it with um, the partner statue on the plaque, and so that sits next to my bed. Um, but I'm really, really excited for the next chapter, and I just wanted to let all of you know because um, you all played a big part, and it's funny because most of you I've never even met. I only met Lou once, but um, I just love all you guys, and thank you so much for doing something you didn't even know you were doing, so I appreciate it, and I'll keep you guys updated on how it's going. So have a great day. Make someone smile. Take care. Bye. Hello, it's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, and I am right now live at the Olga's Cantina, and I'm having a yum-num, and I'm with Chris Bannett, too, who's having a fuzzy tauntaun, and Lou is on the Disney Christmas cruise, and I'm having a blast, I'm sure, and we are singing right now. So nothing better than being at Disney Hollywood Studios and August Cantina with family and friends. And you guys got only a few months until that New Orleans cruise. So start packing. Talk to you real soon. Have a magical day. Love and hugs. And stay positive, as Lou always says. Ha, ha, ha.
Well, as you can see, we're just one big happy family. <laughs> <clears throat> well, folks, this concludes our show. So thanks for bearing with us to the bare end and barrel around to see us again. What do you say, Sammy? I say y'all come back, you hear?